0: Welcome to A Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kay Finks. We're back, man, with another episode of A Trucker's Mind Podcast, except... Sirens in the back, too. Yeah, Yeah, sirens Yeah, this shit's kind of bad. You you hear your mic? You good? Mm Mm-hmm. You good? All right. Uh, We got a third mic in here today. You guys know him as uh, Demarier slash uh, DJ. Um, He's been here many times. He's not a stranger to the podcast, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's the third mic here. Uh, You go ahead and introduce
1: yourself. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Like he said... uh (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to just say DJ. DeMaria is too many syllables for a lot of people. So we're just going to say DJ. That's simple. That's I've fine. heard
2: every iteration of his name, too. Like yeah. I've heard DeMar. I've heard Mar. I've heard
1: Mar. I've heard Marie. Yeah. Some yeah. people think that the D part, because it's hmm. D apostrophe M-A, you know, you I R whatever, they think the D be my middle initial and I'd be like, I would have put it in the middle, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what <laughs> the D stand for?
0: <laughs> you got one of those names that all the substitute teachers will
1: fuck up during roll call. No, for sure. for sure. Like I used to dread being my Demari. Demari here. My last name Johnson. So as soon as they hit Jackson, I'd be nervous. <laughs> Demari. Demari, Demar are
2: it. you here? more They yeah. mess
1: up all
0: mainly black and brown kids. Usually, be having names that are a little more difficult to read, easy to us, but it'd be like a, a thirty five year old uh, <laughs> white yeah. dude. It'd be like Demari D- DeQuellin Jackson. Dequellen?
1: <laughs> it's DeQuellin, bro. <bruh>. It's DeQuellin. <laughs> the one I re- the ones I respect is the ones that don't even try. They just is last funny? name Johnson. <laughs> yeah, they're my <laughs> yeah. favorite. I'd be like, thank you, ma'am. Because no,
2: I know you got some crazy. Um Navy slash Army, uh, you know how they send the they send a letter to your, mm-hmm. your crib, but yeah. they spell it wrong all the time. Yeah, so yeah. I know. Used to get some crazy ones.
1: Yeah, that's why. That's why I know I'm not gonna get drafted. <laughs> yeah. I said that is not me, y'all. Call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he don't live heres a watermelon, here. Watermelon, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's Walicia, bitch. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: uh, I seen
2: uh, my brother's name is Desmond Early. The craziest one I've seen, uh, he got in the mail from, like, the Army. It said Demon
0: Swirly on there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, wait. Desmond Early is his, is his full name? Yeah. His uh, th- yeah. yeah. Okay. Like
0: said, Demon Swirly. They used to fuck with Desmond because his last name was Early, but he showed up to practice late. I know. I was going
1: to say, I was literally about to ask, what happened yeah. when, when Desmond get there late.
0: <laughs> like, God damn it, Early get to practice on time. <laughs> what are you doing, man?
2: That's how it was when I dropped a pass. God dang it, Fingers. <laughs> It's in your last name.
1: Well, coach, my last name fingers, not hands. I ain't got no. I need
0: the palms
2: to make
1: a whole hand. I ain't got no. Like
0: God damn it, I almost called you the N word, (laughs) You gotta catch the fucking ball. Our coaches are slightly racist. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, he's like, you was a bob. I was about one more drop pass. word
1: Yeah. Non-racist white dudes' voices don't get that loud. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, coaches yell at a, at a level that you can tell they're capable of yelling a slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's funny. Definitely Coach I was Yeah, like, Shout out to Coach shooty." Coach shooty or Coach Gull. I'm like, yeah. a like,
0: N-word done slipped out of their
2: mouth one time. Yeah.
0: God damn it! Just catch the ball. I'm just getting tired of this nigger ball. You gotta get the ball down the field, guys. You're like, what did coach just say?
1: He might say it more comfortable than that. He might just be like, "My nigger, <laughs> come <laughs> on, my nigger."
0: Yeah, these guys, Coach Chudinim never said the n word. We want to make that. Clear. They don't want this shit. getting oh, yeah, back. Huh? they never said what? the n word. I've never yeah.
2: heard it. Yeah, no, no, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, let's get into it, man. Um, First off, rest in peace takeoff um, from the Migos. Um, Very unfortunate news. Another rapper slain in a senseless killing. Um, Here's what I have to say overall. And I don't want to sound insensitive to the situation. um, But what I will say is a lot of rappers are dying and it's just become too commonplace. And I think ultimately a lot of these guys, they got to move smarter they got to. And, and Nipsey, definitely one of my favorite rappers. Unfortunately, I felt like he wasn't moving as smart as he should have been. Only because even though he was doing some great things, when you're that successful, it's kind of dangerous to put yourself in a situation where you're in an underserved community and you're trying to help them, but they could come out and touch you, literally. That's not always a good thing because some of these people can be jealous. Some of these people can have envy towards you and you don't even know what's going on. And those people have the capacity to hurt you. I think that you can be in your community, but it, it should be temporary. It shouldn't be to the point where they're comfortable with you being there and these people can hurt you. Now, I, I can't speak in length about um, takeoff situation. I just think that there were some people around there that had the capacity for violence. And if, if you're a person that's successful and rich, you have to start moving like you're important and you have to put yourself in places where things like this cannot happen. And I hate to say, I just, I hate that people who look like me and Keith have this situation going on. Yeah. You know, I, I just like the, the Denzel Washington's mm-hmm. of the world and the Sidney Portier's of the world, you're not going to see guys like that in situations like this. Mm-hmm. I think your success. And your success and your maturity will only allow you to be in so many places. Mm-hmm. And I think as men and as people, we have to be aware of what our situations are and we need to move accordingly. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah. Definitely, you know, starting off with rest in peace to him. It's, it's, it's I think it's unfortunate because, you know, because of, you know, what I would deem like, I think first I want to put the onus on the person that did the actual shooting, Um, not to like absolve him from or that person or those people from any wrongdoing, because um, he still would have been alive if two people weren't shooting at each other. Exactly. Um, But I think, you know, with with that being said, I think um, because we can't control the world or we can't control environments. A lot of times we got to be, we got to move in a way where we do have um a little more understanding of the the possibilities of, of what could happen. Right. And like you said, just, and I, it's, it's hard because like niggas like to be in like n- niggas situations. Like right. like to right. Be like, that's
0: you know. the distinction. You said niggas,
2: not black people. Yeah. Niggas. Niggas like to be in a club. They like to be hanging out. They like to be in like large groups of people mm-hmm. that have a, a propensity to hurt other people. Right. And um, I just think, like, when you when you uh, gain a certain level of wealth, when you start touching, like, real money, million dollars and all, and all that, you just got to move in a way where I, I don't even think it's about security. Like, people are always saying, like, oh, they need security, they need security. But I just think it's about, like, your location. <laughs> like, I just think you need to be, you know – you do definitely need security because, you know, you're going to end up in like award shows and in, in, in different situations, maybe like, um, you know, signing uh, autographs at different stores and stuff like that's like where security is necessary. But I think ain't security is not in that situation. Like, that's what people are saying. Like, man, he probably should have security. What am I? Like, Why is he moving around security? These niggas are shooting each other. Like, what is a security guard, security guard
0: going to do when it's bullets flying back and forth? Yeah, but here's the difference, though. Um, I think that a lot of these guys, the security they hire are not, like, the security you would think. Like, with me, the type of security I would have are guys that are there to do a job. They're there to protect me. It would be more of people who are comparable to, like, uh, uh, Secret Service. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of big guys, um, you know, that wear shades, that may have an AR-15 or something. Those Mm -hmm. type of guys. The issue with a lot of these rappers is they hire niggas for security. So they got guys from their neighborhood that have the capacity for violence Mm -hmm. that sometimes those guys like to squash people. Mm -hmm. They like to push them in line or, oh, I bet you won't do this. And it's like, bro, it's the same conversation Chris Rock had. The, the, The difference between, and everybody's racial groups, backgrounds have this problem. Uh, the niggas versus black people situation, mm-hmm. what did Chris Fox say? fee fi fo figure I hate a nigga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, yo, when they get, when there's enough of people like that, then there's a possibility of anything happening. Mm-hmm. Y- if you had real security, like real security, you wouldn't even move in those places. You wouldn't even be there. No, because it's a security mm-hmm. risk. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 fucked up. We see mm-hmm. it too often. Too many rappers getting shot. Yeah, it seems uh, like every month. Yeah, XXXTentacion. Him, he PNB got shot. Rock. Uh huh. P B Rock. Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got robbed, and it's like, dude, this is happening far too often. And I hate to say <clears> this, <throat> and I and I don't want to sound insensitive to anybody who has died, but a lot of the reason why it's also happening because as an adult and as a man, you have to understand that your maturity. And your position in life will only allow you to be in so many places. And when you P and rock, you can't just show up at a chicken place that's in a, in a fucked up neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to. I just don't want to sound insensitive, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 37. I don't go to clubs in Bakersfield. I don't go to Club Bricks because yeah. people there have the capacity for violence. And when you're around a bunch of inebriated strangers, think about this: when you go to a club. You're literally going to a place full of inebriated strangers. Is that the smartest place to put yourself in?
2: And it's uh, my cousin from the east side. He was like, yo, I be at Club Bricks. Pull up. I'm like I be at Club Bricks every Friday. You know I'm not going on Friday? <laughs>
1: Club Bricks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> Mr. Gangbanger, I'm not <laughs> going there, sir.
1: <laughs> I, w- I will say, to, just to because Keith uh, mentioned... Uh, them shooting at each other. They weren't actually shooting at each other when takeoff got shot. I mm-hmm. just saw like a whole video of like, it's actually on camera, like what was happening. Mm-hmm. So really, we we heard that Quavo was into it with some guys, mm-hmm. whatever, over the dice game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, they were arguing about like basketball, but it was still gamble related. Yeah. Yeah. But Quavo actually said, man, let's go because I don't want to end up hurting I don't want hurt nobody, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're actually walking away. The person that, shot takeoff mm-hmm. is actually behind all of them as they're walking away mm-hmm. and he comes up behind takeoff and shoots takeoff uh, directly. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like mm. a, a shootout was happening or it was like a straight bullet like they were first saying from mm-hmm. their yeah. own entourage. <clears throat> somebody tried to kill him. <laughs> he was
0: a dude in a yellow shirt. Yeah, and then he ducked off yellow behind hoodie. the whole thing and mm-hmm.
1: then somebody did start shooting back from their entourage but the only ones who had, well, initially only had guns were their quote unquote security but it's like Eddie was saying this hood mm-hmm. security that, thank you. that dudes want to hire thank you that you think is going to keep you safe when the truth is somebody is hired security nobody's looking to kill because they don't know them mm-hmm. you hire security you, you go out here and you hire these dudes that's from these hoods and these neighborhoods somebody's yeah. looking to kill them because they've been doing they known there as a dangerous go. dude Like so why would you go and put yourself in the same even the same car as a target Mm -hmm. you already, like, behind the eight ball. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I just find a very common theme is a lot of these rappers that don't have great messages, and I hate to say this, but you have to call a spade a spade. At some point, we need to understand that a lot of this music is influencing a culture. Of people and I'm not saying it's influencing black people it's influencing a part of our culture because there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. in our culture who make a lot of money who own lots of businesses and real estates and you know LLCs and S Corps and all this stuff right but then there's the other sector of people in the culture that you know are influenced by this negative message Mm -hmm. you know and they go out into the world and you know they out in the club sipping lean and doing Percocets and all of this shit and I think that this shit's got to it's it's appropriated toxic behavior within the culture and it needs to be eradicated like yeah. and, and it's it's people that I like as artists but they don't influence me like no disrespect to YG terrible message in his music a yeah. uh, lot of Snoop Dogg's music terrible messages in the music mm-hmm. Uh Pimp C terrible messages in his music Young Dolph terrible message in his music a lot of artists I like I just have to be objectively honest about it um it's, it's fucked up, but it's just true. Mm-hmm. Nipsey was changing his message. If you listen to his messages and his music, he was talking about vertical integration and, you know, uh, you know, life insurance policies and things mm-hmm. of that nature in his music. Mm-hmm. So he had updated his programming. And he also mentioned that he's like, like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do no more destruction to my community. You heard him talking about that? So I think that when a person is cognizant of their position in the culture and they make that change, I think that's awesome. But when you exist in a culture and you talk about violence and shit all the time, don't try to act like you. It's kind of what Meek Mill did. Mm-hmm. You know how Meek Mill got out and you know he was uh, doing the social justice stuff and then he arguing with 6ix9ine with about mm-hmm. to fight him? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what are you doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once you stamp yourself as a person that's supposed to be presenting something positive, you can't just be doing some fuck shit like that.
1: Can I, I I'll say though, Meek Mill arguing with Six Nine is a little different because six nine Meek Mill doesn't have anything that Six Nine desires. So they can they have a higher chance of just being able to fight, nobody having to die. Versus uh, like you said, be aware of who you are and mm-hmm. your level of celebrity and these things. Also be aware of who these other people are. In their level, they don't have what you have, so automatically what comes with that is Envy, which, uh, for instance, P&B Rock again, you walk into this Waffle House, not only are you P&B Rock, you already got the celebrity status, mm-hmm. but you also got $250,000. Yeah. You got $250,000 on, mm-hmm. and I need $250,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I've never seen 250000 hundred fifty, or never had it, only dreamed of having it, yeah. and you got it on, I need, like... Damn. I need that because I don't hate you. I hate what you have. Yeah. And I hate my own situation, so I'm gonna take what you got. The
0: sick part about it, it was the father and the son. Yeah, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the father, a son, and the and mother, a mom and a, and a mom. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, the, I was about to say the holy because you said mm-hmm. the father. <laughs> the holy and Trinity. Holy. Oh, <laughs> <I was like, laughs> <laughs> we
0: then the father and the son and the Holy Spirit <laughs> got this nigga God. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. Yeah, man. Is- Earlier today
2: I was um I think I was leaving church. Um, and I seen a dusty nigga in a fiat bumping the craziest like it sound like you know how like it'd be like gangster rappers that we have never heard of. Yeah, as, like, you know, pop music listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like shooting nigga dead up. It was just, but he was driving like a like a Rav Four or something. And I was like, this nigga's crazy. Yeah, that's hmm. terrible.
0: He'd be like, oh, I'm listening to Sleepy Cuz. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Hood dudes, real hood dudes, they listen to that trunk rattling music that has all bass and no no treble. Yeah, it'd be hmm. like <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Tech 9
1: <laughs> Humans, yeah. Angels, and Civilians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just destruction, man. You gotta update the messaging. Mm-hmm. You gotta update the messaging. You can't talk about shit that's, you can't talk about shit in music that's um, destructive, and then turn around and try to be like, yeah, I just you know, uh, Thanksgiving I handed out turkeys. It's it's no different than Nino Brown, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're right. and 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 you know how he was he was putting crack in the neighborhood, <laughs> killing people and shit. Yeah. But then he gave turkeys away, and it's like, mm-hmm. come on, man, like.
3: Yeah. Don't be that
0: guy. Yeah. That's Don't. unfortunate,
2: man, just the whole situation especially cuz the way they described takeoff, Takeoff's presence in the mm-hmm. in the situation just saying he was just chilling in the background. Yeah. And it, it could have been a thing where he was like just trying to get back at Quavo or, you know, however that argument ensued or whatever was was being said. Like you you know like we all know of situations where um Niggas will kill you over the smallest thing.
0: Yeah, because they want, they don't like, like you, you already.
2: You could have called them, caught a person out of their name. You could have just raised your tone a certain way, and they ready, they ready, ready to shoot you. So again,
1: same thing they say with Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. exactly. Just calling somebody mm-hmm. a snitch or like saying
0: yeah. somebody got papers or something like that, and go clear your name. Yeah, the thing too is, is like you literally can exist, and that's enough for somebody to dislike you. There's to all the people listening to the podcast. There's somebody that doesn't like you. You've never done anything wrong to them. You've never had an argument. You've never disrespected them. They just seen you from afar and decided that your life is better than theirs, and that was enough. That was an incentive enough for them not to like you.
1: And it doesn't always mean your clothes, your money, your mm-hmm. nu- you could just have pretty hair, mm-hmm. pretty pretty eye. You look like the person that that uh, guy's girlfriend would like, or that girl's mm-hmm. boyfriend would like. Exactly, that's like another skin. one. Yeah, just anything like that.
2: What I guess my question. You know, with all that being said is like, how do we move or how, what is the, what does it look like for us, like moving differently in Bakersfield? Like, you know, what do you guys imagine you moving? Like, if you want to go out and get some clothes or you want to go out and get some food or something and we own at that level of, a, of Amigos?
0: It's, it's very, uh, for me, I feel like it's very simple. First of all, I've, I've thought about this, which is kind of funny. First of all, I would move uh, to a rural area. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't live around neighbors if I'm making seventy five million eighty one hundred and fifty million dollars, I could still live in Bakersfield, but I'm gonna live in a rural area on land that's gated and fenced, right? And that's one thing. two, if I'm gonna go out and move, I'm gonna be moving very strategically. One, I'll have security and I'll be going let's say I'm going to Winco or some store. I'll be going late. I'm not gonna go during peak hours where everybody's there. bother mm-hmm. like I won't say bothering me, but you gotta realize that there that the more volume of people that you're around and when you're that successful, there's an opportunity for something bad to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you got people who have said, "Oh, his he's hateful. Or, I hate Eddie because of this." You mm-hmm. gotta pay attention to the energy you're getting. You got some people that love you. You got some people that hate you. Mm-hmm. And you gotta pay the people that hate you. You still have to pay some form of attention to them because those are the ones that could be dangerous. I think that any popular or famous person that has been shot and the person that shot them it was always the same thing you know that that, that chick that shot selena mm-hmm. is no different a than a jealous them. fan it's no that that no she's not a fan she was like involved with the family somehow i can't remember no it?
2: she was the president of the fan club
0: oh she was huh mm-hmm. okay so she's no different than the nigga that shot nipsey mm-hmm. they're the same person you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and It just comes down to all the love and admiration that Mm -hmm. Selena was getting and Selena had a big booty. That made it worse. So now
1: it's got a lot to do with it man if she was born just a few years later <laughs> was like, Yo. she was part of the bbl era she, oh, man. she would still be living bro selena was selena
0: was the first like mexican girl that got me to really like mexican women she was the one she was the one bro she mm-hmm. the one that sparked it that was mm-hmm. like 94 95
2: she had that bitty-bitty bum-bum.
0: Man, it wasn't that itty-bitty about that. <laughs> but no, but look, you imagine... I know this is, it's funny. It sounds like a joke. But imagine a person you already don't like them and they got the nicest ass you ever seen. Mm-hmm. That just makes it worse. Because yeah. now you have the aesthetic of a person you don't like. You have the the, the visual and, the, <clears throat> and the, the personality. She seemed like a very bubbly, kind person.
2: That movie is very
0: eerie. Like, on the surface, it's like, you know,
2: her becoming famous and then she and then you start to introduce like the girl that kills her and it's just kind of like damn it's
0: fucked up They a tragic showed, uh, story they showed um um they showed her last interview ever before she got shot and it's just sad because mm-hmm. she was so happy she's like oh no he's like i so i'm so thankful that you you know took this time to have an interview she's like no problem it's it's always good meeting you this and that she's just really kind mm-hmm. and it's like yo who would shoot somebody like that yeah so fucked up man yeah Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. It's mm-hmm. it's bad. I just think um uh, to finish answering that question, you have to move with intention. I think that what I do now um is people say, you ever had somebody tell you DJ like, man, be safe out there, man. It's getting bad. And then you think to yourself like, I don't see it cuz I don't deal with that. Yeah. I'm
2: not where it's bad.
3: Not, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not where it's Literally bad. Literally don't go there. <laughs> yeah. I be at church. Yeah. Can't relate. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's just not My it's house. I don't, I don't, I don't live in that world that you mm-hmm. guys live in. And I mm-hmm. will see somebody, and no disrespect, but I will see somebody that's younger, and they'll be like, "R.I.P. Little, little, little Chris or whatever." They'll be like some his gangster name, Little Chris Cuddy Cuz or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they will be like, "Little Chris Cuddy Cuz was a good dude, man." You find out Little Chris Cuddy Cuz was shooting at people. Yeah, niggas would be really out here with bodies. Yeah, you put that energy out, it's gonna come back. <clears throat> yeah. and, and and it doesn't mean that you're. You know, you you shouldn't have empathy, but at the same time, you didn't have empathy for the niggas you were shooting at. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And that was going to be the answer I was going to give. Actually, outside of Selena, um, for the most part, you you get the energy that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. So it's the reason why, again, these are rappers we hear about keep getting shot. Yes. Um, they're putting out a certain energy yes. that makes people either envy you because you are rapping about the things that you possess that somebody else don't, and so you may be talking about how somebody else don't have them that you know personally, right? but it's also somebody who you don't know personally that's sitting there listening and saying, well, dang, he sound like he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. So there's that that you're putting out. Um, and then just pay attention to who's not getting shot. Because it, yes. these, are, these are all black men, mm-hmm. but they are very specific. These are rappers. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard about no R&B singers getting shot. R&B singers don't get bullets thrown, they get panties thrown. <laughs> and that's it's facts. because of the energy they're putting out, what they're singing mm-hmm. about brings that yeah. energy. Yes. And some of them really be like real gangsters. Yeah, but and they d- but do? they don't sing. they singing mm-hmm. about, they singing to the girls to where them dudes that would shoot them don't even want to be at yeah. their concerts. they like, I ain't going to that concert. This, man, that's for the females. Because mm-hmm.
0: like Jagged Edge seem like they kind of like street dudes. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but yeah. ain't nobody, when you say I'm the toughest dude in the world, it's another tough dude. I want to try that or I want to say like he might be the toughest in the world, but I get rid of him, yeah. I'll be the toughest dude in the world. It's
0: some dudes that are you know the R and B guys that you know will sing those bubbly songs, but they probably really kill you. they, no, be they like, really Mimi me,
1: me at the altar, nigga, I'll kill you. you know, <laughs> they <laughs> say <laughs> they say like Life Jennings like that, all oh, that. Yeah, but definitely. imagine like it's a dude out there that hears you, you know, talking all that tough talk, mm-hmm. and will shoot you, and then go to jail and still be proud. Yeah, like I'm, I kill, I kill such and such though. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all I need. Even if y'all kill me after that, I got mm-hmm. him when nobody else could. Because yeah. it's somebody from another hood that don't care about that. Yeah. It's some
2: Hoover that could care less if Nipsey also died. I yeah. mean, but Tragically. but
1: in the case of Nipsey though, it was somebody from his own hood that. got Yeah, him. exactly. And and like we were saying earlier, those people will hate on you most because they remember when when me and you were the same mm. and i'm still in the same spot from when we were the same and you mm. you didn't just i feel like you left me i feel like you mm-hmm. owed me something
0: mm. you ascended so much you yeah. ascended so high that i'm like i'm down here and you up here and the thing about it is you may not be viewing me as down here you may still be showing me respect yeah but because i'm not comfortable with me as a man i have to project my insecurities on you yeah. so i'm gonna shoot you because I feel like that's something I need to do because I can't stand another yeah. moment of you being here. Yeah, Like, I'm trying to give you guys a visual of what jealous people are.
1: And imagine um, imagine being a person who you, your excuse has always been your location. Mm-hmm. And then that one dude from your location take off. Now what can mm, you say? Now what can you say? Yeah, And, nah.
0: and it's not just him that took off. It's, it's uh, a Cobby. It's uh, um, uh, Jay Stone. It's Bino Rado, Bino Rado. It's all mm-hmm. these dudes that's from this area. And
1: you left behind.
0: And you just ain't didn't. And you you left behind because you didn't want to work. And if, you, just, if you know Nipsey on a personal level and you work, I'm sure that they, in some facet, in some way, he could have made you an asset.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me the thing that is kind of – it gets kind of tricky is that when we think about – and maybe may this may be like a California – bias that I have not really a bias per se but that's I can't find the term for it but when I think about like a gangster rapper it looks like Nipsey it looks like Snoop Dogg you know what I mean we know they have real gang affiliations Mm -hmm. Long Beach um, Crenshaw and all these different things but some of these guys out of town like when I see the Migos, like when they popped on the scene, it was like bad and uh, bad and bougie, right? That mm-hmm. was like they 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 had uh, other songs and stuff like that, but bad and bougie was like their first
0: Hannah Montana first was really hit. Popped them on too.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that was more like underground. But I'm talking bad and yeah. bougie was the number one song yes, in the country. Yes, it mm-hmm. um, That's what we I know them as. So to me, as a person sitting in Bakersfield, California, this just is a rap group. Mm-hmm. But what happens a lot of times is like. They be have uh, these guys have like real street ties. Like, yeah. when, you th- when you think about the baby, like these are people that have real history of like being in the street and selling drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just interesting to me, like the you know the, I would say there's a there's a way where they can be successful without being gangster rappers. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the the wide perception of it, I don't see the Migos as like this hardcore like gangster rap, you know, like traditional gangster rap group or I don't see the baby as like this hardcore gangster rapper. Um they just you know, like Suge was, you know, the baby's uh hit song and I don't that doesn't seem to me like he talking about, you know, killing people, murdering people in the whole song. It's just kinda like a fun song. So yeah I don't know.
0: Yeah, the baby just he just it just sounds like he was making a bunch of the same music. <clears throat>
1: That's yeah. what I hear a lot. Yeah.
0: Just it just it was just like he was looping the same shit as like Suge, volume twenty eight. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I think you know what what happens like, and I'm not talking about anybody specifically. It's like when you think about um some, you know, like ta- talking to guys like Tyron, right? Tyron would be like, yo, I was playing with this player i was playing with that player they can't really go left so when we was in practice like i was shutting that down and like i was killing them in practice or whatever i think that happens on like different like and also like in entertainment maybe like even in comedy or like in rap per se like you know you realize like oh this person only got like one flow that they can do they only got one pocket they only got one type of song that they can do when it gets outside of that if the subject matter change if we talking about girls or something like that like it's even it's artists in Bakersfield that's like, you know, they got a little local buzz, but all they can do is talk about one specific thing. And if you give them a beat that's too slow, they just sound like they don't even know how to rap. So, and even like with comedy, like sometimes we'll, we'll be going to different shows and we'll be like, dang, that's the same joke from 10 years ago that we seen on the, mm-hmm. you know, Comedy Central or something mm-hmm. like that. And they are still using the same
1: material. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Then I'd be like Tyron talking about how he can't go left. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, man, just start putting yourself in better places. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, like when it comes to country music, um, I'm not a huge fan of country, but if I was influenced by country, it would just make you want to go buy a truck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> buy a truck, go get a dog mm-hmm. and go grab a you know 12 uh, pack of beer country. or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah.
3: But yeah, yeah. yeah I
0: just got to change the messaging, man. Yeah, you got to change it, man. You ain't got no choice. Plus, hip hop is going through a rebrand because a lot of these motherfuckers are getting arrested on Rico charges now. Oh my god, a lot everybody. of them. You better dead, that
2: quote, either dead or in jail. Like, just the
0: only two ways out
2: is like literally happening.
0: Yeah, but well, that's not that's not the only thing. These motherfuckers are implicating themselves through lyrics. That's just completely stupid. Mm-hmm. You snitching <laughs> on yourself. You deserve to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's I mean, motherfuckers are talking on the phone, everything. But let's switch gears switching gears no nut november um obviously it's november you know uh, my favorite holiday of the year uh thanksgiving and whatnot but it's also something called no nut november and i guess uh, there's some people participating in this i won't be participating in this um but it's uh holding your nut back not busting a nut the whole month i don't understand why this is something that people will try to celebrate you know, if you're a guy that whether if you're in a relationship or not or married, you still got to you still got to get a nut off, man. Mm-hmm. Or you might you might you, instead of explode, you might implode. You <laughs> might fucking blow up from the inside. <laughs> OK, I, I think it's crazy how we live in a time where there's so, so much passed around information. There are dudes that are like, oh, I believe in semen retention. And, you know, it's it's good. It's build your testosterone. It's like, bro, it's been dispelled. This shit does not work. You know, it does not work. You're just holding it up for no reason at this point. I think it's it's, it's just science. I mean, it's science is literally just
2: an agreement, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at one point in time, everyone thought the world was flat because mm-hmm. everyone thought the world was flat, and they mm-hmm. knew it for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the whole semen retention, I think it, a lot of it is just, like, this study versus this study. Um, I think uh, Joey Badass is a person that is, like, practices – but some people practice semen retention in an extremely weird way, mm. like where they still have sex, but they just yeah, don't that's know. That's that's weird. That's
0: torture. <laughs> that's all. That's I. No, I'm from the bus. Ha ha. All right. Let me put it back.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just that's like driving all the way to your job and then just sitting in the front <laughs> of and calling off from work. I'm not coming in, y'all. No, no, no. Here's the worst like, part. It's like driving, pointless- it's like driving all the way
0: to your job. And sitting in the car for eight hours and not getting out. <laughs> didn't make no money. <laughs> didn't make no money. <laughs> exactly. Your nuts. Your nuts is fully loaded and you broke. That's, That's fucked wild. up.
1: Spent the time. Yeah. You
0: know when your nuts filling up, man. <clears throat> you know it. Yeah. Cause you feel like you carrying a briefcase down there, man. Mm-hmm. DJ just went through it. He was.
2: Uh, he was practicing. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, abstinence. Abstinence before. Yeah, I was married.
3: practicing
1: abstinence, not net retention. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Y'all, was, y'all <laughs> Ab- was talking. Abstinence. How long did that last? Mm-hmm. Uh, from like May all the way till I got married. So from no May. Way. Yeah, from May to October. And it was uh yeah. It was it was more of like a spiritual thing where uh, you know, we didn't, had been going to church and all these things and You really did that, man? Yes. And and we wanted to try to live correctly, but it had been a struggle for you know, a while you say, like, man, shouldn't be having sex. Specifically my wife now, but she was more into that, and I was more like, I know we shouldn't, but... Uh... My mind's telling me. Yeah. I, so it was My a str- ball's telling me no. Yeah, I was being disobedient. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, um, yeah, so then I got a call from our pastor one day, and I was like, that was literally God on the phone talking to me. This is, like, right after I had proposed the- and stuff, and so then we just agreed to not... And, yeah, I'm not going to get into nah. – it's a totally different topic, but there are, like, benefits to coming to an agreement. It actually makes you – when you know that that's not on the table, you don't even think about it the same.
0: Well, that's was, that was, that was an agreement between you and your wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's that's a little – I guess that's a little different. That's something that you guys – had agreed on, and it was led up to the marriage. That's that's different. But, but there I, was
1: I'm, no nut retention. <laughs> <Yeah. You laughs> should,
0: I'm, I'm just saying, you need to bust one. You should <laughs> yeah, just be bust purposely it hold busted somewhere. Mm. Somebody's gonna get this nut. I don't <laughs> know. Somebody's getting it. <laughs> if ain't nobody getting it, it'll end up on a rag somewhere. That's, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna rag, end up somewhere. This sock gonna get this nut. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sock gonna get loaded up. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's wild. Imagine you got like a podcast. Somebody gonna get this sock, yo. <laughs> Somebody getting the sock.
3: That's
0: funny.
2: Yeah, uh. I think I, I I I never try. I don't think I. I'm not saying I'm not gonna put like a negative spin on it, but I never tried it. I, I think I would want to try it for like the discipline, the discipline of it. Just like, um, I don't know. I just like to challenge myself in ways where, um, you know, that I just like practice just the discipline of it
0: i think in most cases i think in most cases it's almost impossible if you're in a relationship or you're married that would be hard to do for most people because i'm gonna keep it real even if you got the discipline most women need some dick yeah you're gonna what they will lose it some women get very angry when they ain't getting no dick Mm -hmm. they'll be they'll be having mood swings doing backflips karate kicks and everything Mm-hmm. and then, then you give them some dick and then all of a sudden, the whole demeanor changed. You'd be like, dick that's therapy. all you needed.
3: Yeah. yeah,
1: And men, I feel like would become very frustrated with nut retention too. I, I feel have. like no guy actually wants to do, like I just spoke about all the spiritual stuff, but if my wife was like, you want to do nut retention or are you trying to fast for 30 days, I'd be like, I don't be that hungry anyway. <laughs> 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 so...
0: <laughs> You'd be a skeleton with empty nuts. Exactly. <laughs>
3: oh, Ain't no intermittent you. nothing for me. <laughs> oh man, that's wow.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I think I think um from a, a biblical a biblical sense, I think that's honorable what you did, bro. I really yeah. do. I wouldn't do it, but I agree. with what you did. <laughs> A lot of
1: people wouldn't. I had a lot of friends, like really. Like Keith was there. Some of the um, like our dance rehearsals when, when I would uh, mention that, you know, they was pressing me like, "No way, you lying? You do not watching porn or nothing?" I'm like, no, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that's you know?
0: that's honorable, man. Yeah, yeah, that's honorable. Yeah, I know that the consummation was wild. <laughs> you know what i'm saying just like riding a bike (laughs) just like riding
1: a bike
0: (laughs) yeah man that's hilarious yeah no yeah yeah not to get personal on that but jesus christ you're talking about months
1: Mm -hmm. you said what from how many months five may yeah may to october dang
2: that's crazy
0: shit that's five months but
1: again it's it's once it's off the table it's almost easier. Like your mind don't actually, because you know it's not a possibility, so you already removed it from me. It's like, the, again, like fasting. Like they say like the hardest days of the fast are like maybe like day two and three, but after you then hit past that about seven to 10 days and all that, mm-hmm. you, I got like, more, you don't even think about it no more.
0: I got more respect for people who fast now than back in the biblical days. Yeah. I'll tell you why. I have more respect for people now that do it because nigga, every five minutes you driving by Jack in the Box, McDonald's, <laughs> motherfucking everything. Yeah. Back in the day, they was just walking in sandals on a horse and it wasn't no food out like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you But it, it
2: was more it was it was more rigorous then though. I and mean, Jesus was
0: fasting like forty days and forty nights.
1: And you are constantly moving and walking, like exercising, what? burning you burning calories. Yeah, yeah just but hot.
0: Jesus didn't if Jesus had a microwave, we might be talking about something different. <laughs> It's yeah.
2: more, it's, I would say now it's more, uh, you just pass by more food, but back then I think, um, the circumstance is just way more rigorous. You ain't got no AC. You probably got to go think, fetch a pail of water again, out the though, well.
1: Ba- back on the nut retention. <laughs> I think what Eddie is saying is Hey, the Jesus temp- was going crazy for temptation. 30 years with the nut retention. Damn. <laughs> but the temptation was different. Like. Yeah. So, he, like, the same way with net retention, why that might be hard because you're on the internet with all this temptation. He's saying with the fasting, mm. you passing by, like you say, in and out, in yeah. and out of Chick-fil-A next door to each other. What type of setup is that? I'm supposed to pass both of them? You know what, <laughs> hey,
0: you know what dog? To be real, man, that's a good point you made about all the, the the temptation. It's just, you go on the internet, it's almost like low-key porn. I'm talking about Instagram, TikTok. All of it's it. bad it's i don't follow yeah. any of those pages and i don't follow no any chick that i think she like might look good i don't follow them yeah mm-hmm. you have to be doing something of importance for me to follow you whoever yeah. like whoever you are because at one time i was following all kinds of just instagram thoughts and just a bunch of bullshit yeah and that i think that that's also inappropriate if you are in a relationship or married yeah mm-hmm. like you really shouldn't be liking a a some chick from New York with a big booty just because she got a big booty and she twerks. Yeah. You got to get that shit off your... That's a lot of men need to work on that. A lot There's of men... discipline in their yeah, uh,
2: social medias. Yeah, you need to discipline yeah.
0: your social media, man, and stop having some, like, I hate to call them hoes, but it's hoes exist, okay? You got yeah. a bunch of Instagram thoughts on there. You need to get them off of your fucking thing, especially if you mm. got a good woman or a good relationship. Because yeah. what if your girl was out there looking at pages of men with... Uh, and it called uh, Dick Prince Daily. You know, she, <laughs> she's looking Prince, at Dick baby. Prince all day long. You wouldn't DPD. like that. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't like the Dick Prince, would you?
2: Yeah, that'd be wild.
0: That'd be wild. So, man, don't do that that's shit. That's a great man. way
2: to move. Like, you yeah. got to think if you caught your girl doing whatever, like, how would you feel
0: about it? Right. Yeah. You ain't got, you can't feel nothing. If you doing it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like, that's the part about being a man. So you got to lead by example. If mm-hmm. you, the, women are the fucking <clears throat> masters of giving you the energy you give them. Mm-hmm. They are the fucking masters of that. So if you look in the ass, they're like, mm-hmm, I might as well follow this big dick dude on my page. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know,
0: she looking at big dick David. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, like, I guess my wife's looking at dicks now. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that conversation would look like. They'd be like, baby, are you looking at Big Dick David? They'd be like, he's just a friend. I just <laughs> got him on here, I just followed him. You want me to unfollow him? Look, I unfollowed him.
1: And then when you walk off, she following him back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do checkups. <laughs> if you unfollowed, I'm clicking on the page every like two weeks just to just see, this. let me see if she's yeah. following back.
0: Bro, I'm gonna tell you,
1: the, the number one
0: thing, and this may sound kind of corny to people, I think that you need to have an idea of what kind of social media presence the woman has when you like want to take her serious yeah you need to pay attention go to the click on the following tab and just scroll down just scroll down a little bit and it's not to judge her because you never get a full idea of who a person is through social media but mm-hmm. you get an idea
1: of what they're interested in mm-hmm. yeah. and then you click on certain
0: pages like god damn this is terrible you don't have to agree with everything i agree with but when it's some off the wall stuff i'm like this woman is giving she's giving this is a representative. This is not who she is. Mm-hmm. She wants me to believe that she's this person, but look at what she's following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at what she's doing. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think men take enough time to really do that. But that's cause a lot of time men be fucking up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's facts. But yeah, no, 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 not November is uh this is kind of it's a it's just It's really just nonsense. Yeah, it is. There ain't no real science out there supporting it either way, I think. It was, but science updates. Science. But that's the thing. It's just like the way science goes is just like a person does a study with like 20 men Mm -hmm. and they figure out some information and it's not not set in stone. Mm -hmm. Um, And they say, they use key terminology like Mm -hmm. science shows or Mm -hmm. science supports that If you do this, then this will happen. It's just like... Just the jargon. It's it's all hogwash. Scientific jargon. Yeah, it's just a bunch of jargon. I think the biggest... Science is like cool, but have you ever seen like um, something they will say like vitamins such and such supports
3: Mm. digestive
2: health or something like that? Mm. And you take it and you get diarrhea and you're like, this don't really work for me. Like the same thing with like caffeine. Like I can drink coffee and go to sleep. You know what I mean? So I think the best way to judge, like science, is like try it, and if it help you, then cool. But if it don't work for you, then cool. Because I say like you know, so no no nut November might actually help people, or at least you know they it might help them get yeah. more sleep or something. Like that'll that. be
0: but, that'll be crazy. Oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry.
1: Just do it. Just say you're doing it to participate. Yeah. The right. same as no shave November. Just say you doing it because you want to do it. Don't say I'm doing no no November for scientific reasons but then be eating horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ignoring the other scientific things about your body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like either be that Keep the same energy all around or just say, Hey man, I just want to I just want to see if I can make it all in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Have fun with it. But don't try to get scientific with me when I know you for real. <laughs> Come on, mm. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Niggas get
0: scientific real quick. That, you know be crazy? Keith said, like, I can drink coffee and go to sleep. What if you like go get a checkup and it'd be like, Keith, you're bipolar. Dang. I'm going tomorrow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's not it <a> joke. <laughs> it's
2: my annual uh my annual checkup, <laughs> <laughs> nine a.m. tomorrow. Oh, That'll
0: be wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck to those holding in that nut. All <laughs> right. I hope you don't. I hope you don't fall down or crash or hyperventilate.
3: <laughs> All
0: right. Switching gears. Damn, they put your phone on silent, dude. Jesus I Christ. Be on silent, that phone sound like a sex toy the way it went off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: just a. <laughs> 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 yeah and extras on it <laughs> <laughs> alright switching gears um, toxic outdated sayings you know how they, they have these uh, sayings or idioms I guess you could say um, some of these are just outdated or they're just simply not true one of them being the customer is always right mm-hmm. that's just not true mm-hmm. I feel like these statements were created by companies to basically bury their own workers like, you put your workers in a position where they can't even properly help the customer because this motherfucker thinks they're always right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They're like, I know that if I spend $50, I could get a new TV by law. He'd be like, what? No, nigga, that's a $1,500 TV? What are you talking about? No, I want to speak to the manager now. <laughs> and it's like, the customer's always right. you would be like, mm-hmm. no, that's not, not right. You need a therapist, motherfucker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when I was working at Sears uh, back in the day, I was like 21 years old. And there was grown adults coming up in there crying and screaming and shouting because their order wasn't ready or whatever. And it's like, dude, these people are not right. They're fucking assholes. And anybody listening to this podcast that has ever done customer service in their life or has worked with people in their life, you would agree. People are fucking idiots. Yeah. Pure morons. And it's like, dude, you, these people, what makes it even worse is when these people think they're right. You've just made your job harder. Mm-hmm. It's worse in the food industry though, because
3: people yes. begin
2: like very particular about the way they food, the way they want their food.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, especially like it, it's one thing to have it like in a restaurant where you're spending like twenty dollars on a plate, but mm-hmm. sometimes they do it with like a McDouble. Yeah, no
0: salt, extra yeah. well done. Oh, uh, it's like bro I had to make 50 McDoubles the same way cuz. Yeah. You going to get this McDouble the same yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting no special McDouble for
2: $2. You, you ain't getting no Mctreatment. <laughs> 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 the only thing I, I mean as as far as fast food goes, the only thing I don't really tolerate is like cold food. Mm. Like if you mess up a little bit like you know, I could I could I could deal with it, but if it's just cold cuz I I know from working there like that them fries would be sitting there for like 45 minutes, really? especially like, so say, say you have a lunch rush and most of the food going to be fresh cause there's just so many customers in there. Right. But after that, that after lunch die down and all the kids go back to school, everybody go back to work. Um, they don't, they can't really guess how many like burgers and, and fries and stuff they are supposed to make chicken patties. Mm-hmm. So if you come at like, let's say you come at like two, two o'clock or something like that, two 15, you getting like the tail end of like all oh, the food that's man. just been sitting there for like thirty minutes. Oh, I didn't soaked up all the bad air,
0: people coughing and shit. Yeah. People uh, on their
2: cell phones, all kinds of stuff. People in their period and
1: stuff. Hmm. That's wild. I'm fucking <laughs> 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 I think uh I think one problem with like the customer is always right, 'cause mm-hmm. I just uh I just looked it up right here. Okay. Um one problem with the customer is always right is uh, the customer takes that so literal that right. they think that they're literally always right. Mm. So for all the customers out there, this right here says the customer always right means that the needs and the desires of the customer are always paramount. Mm. The implication is is that even if the customer is is in the wrong, which means you can be wrong, customer care and the customer's happiness is the most important goal. So that just says that the person working at that restaurant or Doesn't that matter. department store... Their goal is to just care for you and like, we care about what you're saying but it also says even if the customer's in the wrong. So it does not literally mean you're right and what you say mm-hmm. is law or what you say goes. It just means that you're wrong but I do care about you. Yeah, and you yeah, are valued yeah. to us but you're yeah, just like, wrong right now. Yeah, but I think that's burying the employee,
0: which is really fucked up. It's just like pushing them to the side yeah. and the employee is also not your fucking therapist. So it's like At some point, I might tell you to get the fuck out of my face.
2: Yeah. That do sound like some, like, relationship um, advice somebody will give you. Right. Yeah. Like, always acknowledge your partner. Make sure you're showing empathy. (laughs) (laughs) Happy wife,
1: happy life. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hold A, bro. That was one of the toxic statements that I was making here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was three of them I have. Mm Mm-hmm. That was one we're talking about. You want to stay on this? We could drop oh, the We could jump to that. The next one was Happy Wife, Happy Life.
1: I heard a it good is, replacement for that too. Not to Happy to spouse, girls. happy house. Yes. That's the one. That's like the that one, one in I think that places. one might be better. I like that one. It but is. The better. man is
0: happy then
2: everything. Yeah, because I was one.
1: like, okay, we both a spouse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy spouse,
0: happy house. Cause mm-hmm. here's the problem with that. That 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 the, the 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 parallel doesn't exist for the man, right? Yeah. So I feel like I'm not I'm not here specifically to make you happy. I think happy is a very internal thing. And I feel like I'm supposed to add on to your happiness. And you're supposed to add on to mine. But if my sole purpose in life is to make you happy, that happy then happy that I'm emptying my cup too goddamn much. That's a yeah. problem. That ain't good. Right? Mm-hmm. Happy spouse, happy house, which means this is a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you as I'm gonna give you all of the effort that I can give you because you're my lady. You're not some girl that I'm just Bring it over to have a good time. You're my wife. You're my girlfriend. I'm going to give you all the effort that I can give you, right? Mm-hmm. But I, it needs to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And if it is not, we have a problem, right? Yeah. But that's a toxic statement. Happy wife, happy life. Well, the divorce rate's over 52%. I think that it's not specifically women just believe in this, but I've heard women say it. Happy wife, happy life. Buy me a Benz. It's like, girl, if you don't shut the fuck up,
2: yeah, I, I, I would say I think it it's true in a sense, but it, right. it's it's not true if like it requires like the man making them happy, right? With material things or all 100%. these Because you can't really make somebody happy. No, a lot of times, like when you when you really put forth, the guy is putting forth all of his exhausting his efforts to make a wife or mm-hmm. his woman happy, whether that's working twelve hour shifts or buying her everything she wants and all the vacations and the the purses and all that you realize like you know some of that stuff is like that stuff is uh it's like finite like yeah, as right. soon as that purse gets old as soon as he he's too old to work right. in the oil fields anymore like mm-hmm. the happiness is gonna is gonna disappear with that it's gone, gone. you know i think that's I think that statement has some merit to it, but only like if the woman is able to find her own happiness.
0: 100%. And and the thing, too, is is like um, things have become very lopsided also, whereas the guy will be like, you know what? You need to do this. You need to cook. You need to clean. You need to stay in shape. You need to do this. And it's like, okay, those things could be to be making him happy. But here's the problem. You want your wife to be in shape. Okay, cool. But your stomach is hanging over your belt. Yeah. You've become less sexually attractive to her. So when you become a dictator of what happiness is in that relationship, that could be a problem Mm -hmm. because now you're the big fat dude calling all the shots. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful with that, man. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful. I think that it takes a certain amount of self-awareness to be like, yo, um, am I being too much of a dictator how much effort am I giving my girlfriend or wife? And how much is she giving me? If I have to keep Mekki... If I'm the one making all the reservations all the time, this is going to just piss me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's where the whole... That saying is a, is a toxic statement. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. That's one of the, the... It's three.
1: Most of those things you guys just named, though, as far as what people think make them happy surface level things 100 percent. so if we think that happiness comes from within Mm -hmm. it's not anything surface level that is gonna make you be happy Mm -hmm. it's like happiness is a choice so if a person don't want to be happy Mm -hmm. they're not going to be so when keith mentioned i go to work 12 hours a day and i could give you Mm -hmm. all these things in the world because i'm making all this money Mm -hmm. you can still choose to not be happy yeah by simply saying okay you give me all these things but you don't spend no time with me. Well, mm. if I start spending time with you, I can't give you all these things. It's going to move the goalposts. So you have to make yeah. a conscious decision that I'm going to be happy. Mm. And then you said something that was important too. You said, um, basically, I'm just pouring into you, pouring mm. into you. I shouldn't have to give you all your happiness mm-hmm. because that means that you're starting with zero happiness to give me in return, to mm. begin with. So now, now my cup is being emptied mm. and it's not being refilled. Mm. So now it becomes like, Resentment. I literally can't stand. I was trying to make you happy at first, then I just grew to where I can't stand you now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
0: it, it's it's yeah. the whole cup, the whole the idea of the cup or the analogy of the cup is a real thing. Some mm-hmm. motherfuckers ain't got a cup, and if they do got a cup, it's one of the McDonald's cups that you put water in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they got a motherfucking sippy cup, bro. <laughs> so it's like, dude, it, it's I don't know, man. it It's it's something we got to work on as a collaborative, and also happiness. I, I, it's subjective, but it's also not this permanent state. Happiness is a moment. It's not like a permanent state of... Because we have highs and lows. You know what I mean? So I can't make you happy. You know what I mean? I could make you feel happy in a moment, you know, when I come off of work and maybe I rub your feet and you feel good and you take a nap and then you wake up and then now you're mad at something else.
1: So, I mean... But that's why it's uh a relationship is a is a mutual thing it's two sided mm-hmm. like you say mm-hmm. because when you are in those moments where you're not happy maybe mm-hmm. you only got 20% of your happiness left i should be able to pick up that 80% and then when i'm down to my 20% i need you to have me with the other to like help uplift me it's like a life bar from street fighter or what the <laughs> same basically but on street fighter it is kind of like on street. I don't remember if you can do like two, uh, oh. a, a, where when when that player dies, another, oh, yeah. your teammate on can the hop new one. in. one. Oh, the a little tag team, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Marvel it's, versus Capcom. It's just like that because if you by yourself and you lose all that, you lose right. the game. But <laughs> yeah, you got you got somebody behind you. They can hop in for you, yeah. to refuel what you're mm-hmm. missing. That could work with finances, mm-hmm. happiness. Yeah, nigga be one hadouken away from dying.
2: Yeah, yeah. And your partner hop in one hadouken. That's yeah. 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 all the extra fresh. I Li got hop you. in.
0: I just fucking tag team the Hulk and fuck you up. <laughs> exactly. I used to love playing that game. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a like A1. Really? You remember that? What? It was at
2: A1 we used in high school. What? The Marvel versus Capcom.
0: At A one market? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, dude. You don't remember that? No.
2: Yeah, they used to have a game in there. In the corner. Could, like right when you walk in, it was to like um, I think it was to the right or to the left. I oh, forget exactly. Oh, That was it.
1: for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. You remember it? Yes, I yeah. used to live on Orange Street right there. Yeah, and we could walk with walk to A one. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah.
2: Somebody was in there. That's when I had food stamps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I still, I still, yeah, got I mine. still got them, but <laughs> 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 uh,
2: still, this. I
3: still go to A
0: one. Oh, I don't think people are old enough to remember when food stamps came in a booklet. This nigga is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, back in the day, the ice cream man used to take food stamps. Really? Yeah. Book the paper Dang. food stamps. The only requirement to
2: accept food stamps is you got to be Middle
0: Eastern. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Hey,
2: man.
1: <laughs> the, 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 the,
0: the, this podcast does not reflect. I was going to say. You know, Keith, uh, Keith's finger statement about brown people.
1: <laughs> you about to move to that place with, uh. <laughs> I'm about it's to release It's gonna be, is, Ky- it's yo, gonna be all the K's. Y'all gonna be the KKK. All the K's. <laughs> <laughs> You're kings, K- Kyrie and Kanye. Y'all just K K KKK. <laughs> That's cute. It's
3: like
0: I used to listen to a Trucker's Mind podcast <laughs> until they said anti Brown, <laughs> anti
1: Brown statements. <laughs>
0: That's
2: <laughs> Keith crazy.
1: refused to apologize. Yeah. Yeah, there's
0: some
2: wild stuff going on in Iran. Really? I don't know too like too much details but they're doing like these uh these marches in like LA and stuff.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, Good. I
2: guess it's like some internal like civil war going on. There's or, a
0: yeah. lot of really heavy stuff that was going that mm-hmm. goes on. I yeah. know that um um, there were a lot of, uh, there's a good amount of, uh, Armenian people out there in the LA area mm-hmm. and there was something going on. I believe it was, uh, I think it was in Turkey. I can't remember. So mm-hmm. I don't, don't, don't.
2: Like a genocide.
0: Yeah. Something like that was going mm-hmm. on and they was like really going through it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's people always going through something, man. For sure. There's yeah. always something going on. And it was, it was, it was crazy too. What there happens like a lot least.
2: of times too is like, like the people that I talked to from Iran, they're, um. You know, they got family and stuff back there. So mm-hmm. when they talking, they like, like the girl I was talking to, she was like, I, I can't even sleep at night because it's kids dying, 10-year-old kids, like, oh, man. you know, All children right. getting shot and stuff like that. And I'm like, dang, it's really. And what happens, too, is like, you you know how that um, survivor's remorse a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's people out here living the American dream, quote unquote, and it's, you know, they got Cousins. their family back home. All that stuff be going on. See,
1: mm-hmm. I told y'all spiritual reasons why i was on no nut november for five months I'm just, what yeah. this got to do with nut it's like revelations oh no. <laughs> this stuff. dude is crazy yo. we talk about a genocide he talking about nut <laughs> cancel this nigga man he didn't no. want to kill his kids trying to get it's, cool with jesus yeah oh man mm-hmm. before he pull up or something <laughs> ah, damn. I they told me
3: I'm walking through Run the
0: valley of the shadow of death DJ, he, he, DJ reminded me of that dude, what that dude on that commercial? Man, get off the couch. You ain't doing nothing with your life. Man, yeah. get up here and do something. Man, yeah. that's funny. Your nuts is full of semen. Man, get off <laughs> the car, <laughs> It's full of steam <laughs> Man, go to college. Man, your balls is full anyway. You ain't got <laughs> nothing going on with your life. Man, do something with this. You out here having sex. Why are you having sex? You ain't got no job. <laughs> you still got food stamps. Why are you having sex <laughs> your, boss, your boss full as a motherfucker? <laughs> what you doing over here, man? Go back to school, man. What you
2: doing? I forgot to send it to you. Some dude found um some dude found that guy. No, he didn't. Him. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, this dude Everest named Congress? Curtis King Curtis King. Remember oh I my. sent you that video? Uh he was like, somebody found him, this producer, and he found um. He found him and he interviewed him. And he talked about how the commercial came together.
3: Wow. Like, he was
2: living in Arizona or something like that. And he was just, like, helping them make the commercial. Mm-hmm. And then the commercial, uh, I think it fell through or some of the footage got mm-hmm. corrupted or whatever the case may be. And then they just was like, like, it just wasn't working how they wanted it to. So right. it was like, hey, man, like, you got an idea, like, just, just run it. So he kind of freestyled out that whole
1: He famous thing. off of a commercial. Mm-hmm. Like, he's... And like getting interviewed, and like people wanting to find them, like where is mm-hmm. that dude? That mm-hmm. like it's a definition of fifteen seconds of fame.
0: Yeah, yeah. that commercial is really old, by mm-hmm. the way. I forgot yeah. I, I, that had to be like two thousand five or mm-hmm. four or some shit like that.
1: That was a long time, time ago. But
0: it was just a remember... That they kept running that same video um, for on years. BET,
1: on BET, 106 and Park. Mm-hmm. Free and AJ was still on, probably. Yeah, man. That's nuts.
0: You, you ain't doing nothing with your life. You ain't doing nothing with your life, man. You, you man, Get off the couch, man. Come on. It's easy. It's so easy. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like, damn. It reminded you of somebody like really trying to... Bro,
1: I would know. like to know the numbers of <laughs> how many dudes... Enrolled in college because of that, that year. commercial, yeah, that
0: inspired them. Did
2: you know, none no- of
1: them finished. If he had to tell you that, you didn't finish. By the way, <laughs> just let you know. <laughs>
0: Another rememberable commercial was the one with a uh, Romeo I C D C College. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So I C D C College.
2: Any commercial with a nigga on the commercial. I mean, any college with like a nigga on a commercial, I am not going to.
1: I was disappointed. <laughs> not, no, like, that's it is Romeo, not, bro. Romeo it is not accredited. <laughs> I was disappointed. Romeo didn't pull out the ICDC college song in the Bow Wow versus Ha <laughs> <I used to. laughs> <laughs> You know it's funny about,
2: about it. Romeo really went to USC.
1: I know that's what killed me. You didn't I know. Go there. <laughs> he probably
0: just had a friend at that college that wanted to, you know, for promotional. That was purposes. Master P
1: College, and they didn't want
0: us to I'm say dead. that. <laughs>
2: They have wrap snacks in the
1: cafeteria. <laughs> 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 What's
2: the shoe called? The, m- 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 the Muggyatties. <laughs> These Muggyatties.
1: as the team shoe on the basketball. That's, I'm telling y'all right now, you
0: come to my school, you are gonna get some free Muggyatties <laughs> every semester. You get free Muggyatties. <laughs> you get some semester. wrap snacks, all that though. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and it was funny about his his uh, his like the food that Master P makes, like the cereal, the noodles. Yeah, the noodles, and yeah, then uh, the top ramen. What had me laughing is, uh I brought out my noodle, and they gonna tell me <laughs> it got a lot of sodium in it. Y'all don't say nothing about nobody else it was the salt with the sodium in it, yeah. but now Master P gonna come out with something. You gotta talk about the sodium.
1: Then the truth come out. You know what? Truthfully, these was top ramen for us. Put my face on it. I knew a dude who did. I knew a dude who did custom labels. <laughs>
2: And so uh, that's so
1: boom, catch y'all. I'm surprised
2: uh, Master P ain't said nothing to Kanye West. Mm-hmm. You know, Kanye, yeah. if you want to come over here with the Moon Yadis and make the Moon Yeezys, oh, the man. Moon Yeezys wait, might be wait. fire. Hold
1: on. You're on to something, yo, y'all. When this drop, tag P, tag Master P, go he'll do man. He'll do Master P
0: wrong, man. He'll work with him at first and he'll be like. See, Master P is <laughs> Master P is no different than a white devil. <laughs> You'd be like, "Damn, that's fucked up, man." <laughs> you
1: gonna post Master P text messages?
0: <laughs> yeah, you post the text, text messages. <laughs> Everyone the messages be like, make them say, "Uh huh." <laughs> 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 yeah, I, you know what's funny? What I love about Charlemagne is he was objectively honest when it came down to Master P shoes. <laughs> Master B pulled them shoes out, and he's like, what you think about D-Mouyadis right here? (laughs) And then Chalamet was like, I mean, yeah, you know. (laughs) You ain't feeling them. He's like, oh, you ain't feeling them? Oh, okay. He did double back with something that look way better. Yeah, he did. He's Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is cool. And then they kind of, like, because they have respect for him, they kind of gassed him up a little more than they should, though. DJ Envy was like, I knew that right there. Yeah, that's that's genuine level right there. That's genuine level right there. That's good material. That's
1: good material, that's that's good material just, right there, man. Hold on. Let's just acknowledge how Eddie just did, like, six impressions <laughs> in, in the last, like, three minutes. Yeah, Eddie is
0: cooking. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's some people that I, I simply, I cannot do Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Will Smith is just like you got to be like uh, what's what's uh, Jay Farrell Jay
2: Farrell to do like a you got to really be in your bag yeah, yeah. Will Smith you to be practicing too
0: yeah Will Smith's <coughs> interview seems like kind of just not genuine too mm-hmm. like um I spent a lot of time like putting this together you know the network and <laughs> the people um a lot of love a lot of <laughs> fire in our you know in our passages you know when we came together it's like shut up i spent a long time not making myself look
2: bad and i'm <laughs> utterly disappointed in myself the whole williams family rest in peace <laughs> to uncle phil <laughs> He the only father fig- figure a nigga knew.
1: <laughs> Wait, was that Jay Cole? Oh All man! Right, I got it. I got it. Now I got <laughs> to do Will Smith the pressure. Hold on. Hold on. Did you? Did you? Did you get it? That was the slap. He's just slapped. Oh Chris god! Did you, did you get it? When
0: when when I, <laughs> I when I slapped him, I felt the inner volcano in my mind, in my heart, go across Chris Rock's face. <laughs> that you know they it really interviewed Chris Rock right after it. He just be like, "That nigga ain't shit." <laughs> 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 I be dying when niggas do the Chris. <laughs> he it. slapped me in my face. <laughs> How you just gonna slap me? <laughs>
2: There's a difference between white people. There's a difference between black people and Will Smiths.
3: <laughs> that's funny. Oh man, yeah,
0: that's wild, bro. Will Smith was wrong for that. I don't feel like he's done. En- I don't feel like he's done enough after that. He about he, to
2: this emancipation gonna drop, and he gonna be right back into superstardom. Yeah. think so yeah, he been showing it to all, Dave Chappelle, all kind of people.
1: Will oh, Smith wow. is one of those dudes that that you know, didn't nobody want to see him not be Will Smith? Yeah. So. Yeah. He just
2: disappointed his, his like, hardcore fans for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I did, like, I've always loved Will Smith, but I think that this isn't the <coughs> 90s anymore. And I think that due to Will having so much of an eye and people following him, and then you got to understand, he's technically new to social media. He's only been on social media since like, Yeah. 20, like, since like, mm-hmm. 2019, like, late 2019 or something. Mm. And when Will Smith popped up with the social media I was like, "Oh fuck." But he don't just got social media. He has a whole production team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's he, not he definitely yeah. Uh, does it different.
0: Yeah. First thing he did is like, "All right guys, I'm jumping out of a plane. Um <laughs> Jada's down there waiting on me. Um it's going to be beautiful." Uh, Chris Rock's down there. Chris
2: Rock's huh. down there. Hopefully
1: I land on him. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock, The Rock, Plymouth Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Rock, South, these- South Africa, Bambada. <laughs> Some-, <laughs> Some
0: of these guys get so popular, they become characters. Mm-hmm. Like, like The Rock is a character too.
2: I don't even think it's that they get yeah. so popular. I think that when you... Uh, are acting for mm-hmm. so long like the majority of your life I think you kind of lose yourself in like mm.
0: kind of like Shia LaBeouf
2: you have like. to
1: be that person whenever you leave the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, <laughs> that the fans love The Rock mm-hmm.
0: is not really a great actor he's just typecasted he's like he's the most popular typecasted actor ever
1: and he's so famous that yeah. everybody mm-hmm. keep watching the movies they
0: keep watching the movies and they're not good and it's the same acting
1: mm-hmm where I think he out. has a
2: specific yeah.
1: Nobody it's has ever had a wider name. demographic than The Rock. Like ages, like a wider age demographic and mm. probably race and color he's like ambiguous. Like, Everybody yeah, like racially ambiguous, especially cuz yeah. he bald down. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So he looks like he could be Puerto Rican, Polynesian, black, uh Italian. He's like yeah. whenever you look like that, yeah. it kind of changes how people perceive you. It's kind of like um Oh fuck! Uh, Vin Diesel's one of those guys where you don't know what the fuck Vin Diesel is. I used to think Vin Diesel was black kind of at first,
1: yeah, but he's Mm -hmm. Italian, I guess. But he's also been very like, although being typecast, he's been very strategic with the roles to keep him. So he starts with wrestling, which automatically, from our childhood, we love him to where we can't help but to still love him as adults. Mm -hmm. And then he does things like the Tooth Fairy. But then he'll be Black Adam. But then he'll be, you know, in the Fast series. Like so,
0: not anymore. That was towards the beginning. He would take those those little bubbly roles. Yeah. But now all of them is just typecasted it's tough guys. It's somehow, all tough guy shit.
1: Somehow he maintains. A, maybe popping up on WrestleMania every now and then. Mm-hmm. He maintains like a child audience though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so he got ages like ten to a hundred, and on top of that. Um, you know, women find him attractive, so you yes. always gonna have that audience. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. th- his demographic is just crazier than everybody ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's certain people that are in movies that get to make the same movies, and they're like WWE guys. Uh, what's that dude, Batista? He's one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, what Roman Reigns? Well, oh, no, not Roman Reigns. Fuck, what's his name? Uh,
1: Cena
2: got some. Cena got some. John Cena.
0: John Cena. What? I think that it it is, but it
2: it's a little more nuanced than that. From the outside looking in, it looks like The Rock is playing the same character, and even John Cena. But like Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy is like a different role. Like, mm-hmm. he, he is very hard, but it's, it's pure comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's there to make... And John Cena has, like, characters like that, too, where he's playing, like, the the macho guy, but it's also, like, a comedic relief to it. The Rock
1: got those, too.
2: Yeah. They're I just, think even in Black Adam, The Rock is playing, like...
1: I gotta watch that. It's, like...
2: That it's still, like, the a version of the Fast and Furious and all that, but it's, like, very, like, stoic, um, which I think is actually, like, you know... Like, it's... When people say that somebody isn't like acting, um, it's not really true because that's The Rock don't wake up out of the bed like acting like Black Adam. <laughs> it, it requires like some skill or some effort. Mm-hmm. It's just like the same role. So like for Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson, he's actually one of the best actors maybe ever, but he's just doing the same like like a, that's a he similar is, iteration. But he's he doesn't wake up out of the bed acting like the character in Django is what I'm saying. What are y'all
0: <clears> niggas <throat> doing in my house? That's yeah. Samuel Samuel Jackson.
2: I don't think he wakes up <laughs> that, he doesn't. Are you that's sure not about person, that Keith? Are
0: you sure about that? Yeah.
2: Like, I'm just even for like DJ, if he if DJ plays like a funny black guy in a thing. Um, and he does that like two or three times in a row. That's not how he is at home with his wife.
1: He'd probably just be like chill. You know. I, mean, I mean, you
0: might want to ask his wife <clears> about <throat> that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I, the Sam Jackson thing is good because Django, the character in there, is not Shaft. Yeah, it's mm, different. So, mm-hmm. that's they're totally a good one. yeah, they're totally different. That's a I good think one. we
2: just get lost in like a lot of. Uh, there's only a few characters that really have a wide range of roles like. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx can play Ray and then he can play in Django mm, yes. um, Will Smith can play like you know he can play in Concussion and then he can play in like uh, I don't know like Men in Black and all these different things like it's a, it's a couple guys like that but for the most part it's like you know people that kind of stick within like uh, a certain and what happens too is like it's not always them being like not bad I mean not good at acting a lot of times it's like the writers and the directors mm. like, hey, I have a perfect role for you, but they only have a perfect role for them because they seen him play that type of character in the last movie. Mm. But yeah. sometimes it's like you'll have that director like a Ryan Coogler that could be like, hey, Michael B. Jordan, what would it look like if you played a supervillain? Or like, you know, what would it look like if you played the bad guy in, in this movie? And then they get those 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 type of opportunities. Do you mm. think
1: it's a. This may be off topic but do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing when you see a guy like an actor like I think Denzel is great everybody mm-hmm. think would probably call Denzel the goat a lot of mm-hmm. people would mm-hmm. Denzel doesn't have characters that you remember that character's name you just be knowing that's Denzel and you believe the character mm. but it's like it's Denzel whereas <laughs> Jamie Foxx You remember his character's name. I I agree and disagree. I think that Denzel's probably
0: most notable role, in my opinion, was in Training Day. But Mm. what is that character's?
1: I don't even know his name. Yeah, we just know that that's Denzel. So he's like always, Mm. maybe Denzel is so big and Denzel is so great that the character name don't even matter. You got something
0: just like Forrest Gump. We know that that's fucking Tom uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but you know, but yeah, but he like really for
2: he really for his gun. He really for his gun. I don't see Tom. Yeah, I, I think it's just
1: yeah. What was your question? Is it like a? I don't know if that's good or bad. Where you say, "Man, I remember that character because he that was so good," or it's just I just can't help. I always see Denzel. Not to put Kevin Hart in Denzel's category as an actor, but I always see Kevin Hart. Whereas Jamie Foxx, you see the character he's playing. Can
0: can we say that about Malcolm X with Denzel?
1: That's what I was going to say. I would say
2: Malcolm X was, I think it was really Malcolm X. Yeah. Because he really, like the cadence and, you know, his his tone. But I think that, um, I think with Jamie Foxx, I think the only way you get lost in a row is if you change your voice. Voice and and
1: appearance, right?
2: Yeah. And I think with, uh, even with Forrest Gump, like his, he had that kind of like slow, uh, you know, Cadence and he was kind of like a little, you know, he was not the smartest person. And what what Ray, you know, he really
1: dived into
2: mm-hmm. that's a good point. Sounded. The voice sounded.
1: change probably mm-hmm. is what does it then. Yeah, because
2: Denzel Washington has a specific way he, you know, like the way he talks, and that's why he's like a lot of people impersonate him.
1: So yeah.
0: never on the phone, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> never on the phone. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But I think I don't know. I, I, I you know, just to respond to what Eddie was saying, it's it's more difficult than like the person sitting at home scrolling through Netflix is like, man, this 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 nigga again, Samuel Jackson again. But like it's it's actually hard to like do what a lot of these guys
0: He had a <clears> lot of <throat> movies where he was always saying like motherfucker it and it became a thing.
2: That's what that's a sometimes what happens is like people improv and that's you could tell you could tell when, like, Will Smith is improv-ing because um, he'll be playing, like, I don't know. He could be playing, like, Muhammad Ali. And he'd be like, these jokers over here? But he always be saying, like, jokers. <laughs> like That's like a phrase. I don't know if he picked that up from Philadelphia or what up, you whatever. You and they both say that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know that's not in the script. Muhammad Ali never said jokers. Yeah. Yeah. These mother scooters trying to beat me out here. Yeah, like hey, we might want to do a recap on that one because he said that in uh, in that suicide Suicide Squad movie he was in.
1: Oh yeah, 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 that's been a- mm-hmm. that's gonna stand out to me now. <laughs>
2: yeah, you gotta wa- watch out for all. They should hopefully somebody might have did like a little mashup on YouTube of all the uh, movies where he said Joker's in there.
0: I think Jamie Foxx, to me is the deepest actor we've seen in a very long time. Because he does everything to a T. Not just the voices, but the mannerisms. Yeah. Like when he did Ray, he did that water walk when he was walking. He was crazy. He sold the character so fucking good that he he was was like, when your brain shifts to where that, that's not Jamie, that's Ray Charles.
1: It's Chris Rock got the best joke ever to me about that. What's that? Mm-hmm. He said, Jamie played Ray so good, they went to the hospital and unplugged the real Ray. Like, we don't need two of these. <laughs> he said, we don't That's need two of these. Why,
0: why Why you unplugging me, man? Why,
1: why you unplugging me like that? Oh, oh, oh. He said,
0: Jamie played Ray so good, they went to
1: the hospital and unplugged the real Ray. Like, we don't need that. two of these. <laughs> the <laughs> cold
2: part about Jamie Foxx is so casual about that character. Like, he was... Uh, he was on the um, uh, Tanks podcast. And he mm-hmm. was like, man, you, he's, Tank was just giving him his, his flowers. Like, man, you do impersonation so good. He's like, you know what it is? It's like, we all can sing in here. So first you got to get the tone, like you got to get the pitch right. And then once you get the pitch right, you start to like, look at the cadence and like mm-hmm. how they talk. And then he went into like, you know, uh, Bill Clinton and all these other characters yeah. that he could do. Yeah. And uh, Tank was like, nah, bro, you like oversimplifying. It is way like, it's way deeper than that, you know.
1: It is, okay, it is that simple, but it is that hard too. Mm -hmm. Because for him, Jamie Foxx, it is definitely that simple. Mm -hmm. Because I have heard like improv acting teachers and things like that say, if you can sing, usually you can, because you do have voice control. Mm -hmm. So like when you mentioned how Jay Farrell can do like 200 something impressions, Mm -hmm. it's probably only like, six places in his voice box or whatever it is that he has to go to to do all 200 Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, he, uh, somebody broke down how, like, to do Jay-Z and Maya Angelou, you go to the same exact place in your... Yeah, I remember uh, somebody saying I think it was mm -hmm. Afeon Crockett broke that down. Mm -hmm. So, it's not that many... It's just levels, but singers know how to change levels and octaves, and impressionists do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maya Angelou had a
0: distinct voice, like young man mm-hmm. i rise mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but when he did them back to back you yes. realize dang yeah. jay-z and my Angelou do sound the exact same mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's crazy too because some some it's some guys like um the one dude um like the chunky chunky dude with dreds i think he does like a denzel washington impression
1: t grizzly <laughs> no, <I don't> think, <laughs> he kind of
2: favored T Grizzly uh, but he'd be on like I'd be seeing him on uh, TikTok and stuff and he does it like it's levels to even like the impersonations like you yeah. know some of them uh, like I feel like Apheon Crockett don't even got the best Jay-Z no more I feel like it I, I feel like Jay, Jay Farrell might have the best might have the best Jay-Z
0: you know, mm. off, just, <clears throat> off, just off the topic yo T Grizzly's Songs all sound the same, like the same almost. I'm it's like not the same gonna, production. I'm not gonna act
2: like I've heard more than one
0: song. <laughs> 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 not even a disrespect. I just like yeah, it's really, not, I even have a People was kinda like that. years ago, people was trying to like shove Grizz, like T Grizzly's music down your throat. You're just like, Man,
2: he getting cra- right. he getting paid crazy off
0: the um was it Twitch? Off the Twitch. Yeah. The gaming dude. and stuff. Yeah. He probably yeah. Don't even have to rap no more, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we went way off topic with that one. Um, switching gears. we Actually, after this one, we probably wrap it up after this. Okay. Right, where are we at now? At 120. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to wrap it up after this. All right. Um, Kyrie Irving. Recently, we've seen a uh, situation with Kyrie Irving where he shared a link on his, I believe it was on his Twitter, correct? hmm He shared a link on his Twitter, and it was to... Oh, can you find the direct? I don't know why I didn't have it on here. Uh, but he shared a link on his Twitter and it was to basically what was it called? The the real Hebrews of like, <laughs>
1: what it was. From real. Hebrews to
0: Negroes
2: or something. Hebrews, like that.
1: Hebrews to Negroes. Yeah, yeah, Hebrew to Negroes. Wake up Black America. Okay. Now that was what he shared on there.
0: And he shared that on his Twitter. And um basically people um had I guess they looked into it, but it also there was some anti-Semitic statements made towards uh, Jewish people in there. Um, however, here's the thing. He posted it, and after he had posted it, he received some backlash. And this came on uh, the wake up, I guess, after, it was after uh, the situation with Kanye, uh, Kanye West. West. Oh, so people were looking for something, right? <clears throat> um, they came, They the, the reporters told him, hey, did you feel like you, know, you owe the Jewish community an apology for the people you hurt? And he was like, what? I hurt people? Really? And he's like, I mean, yeah, there was clearly some anti-Semitic stuff in that book. And he's like, I, he's like, I'm just, he said, I don't agree with that stuff, but I was just sharing it for, you know, maybe some of the information, it's history, people would know this. But here's the problem, ultimately. I think that, I think Kyrie should have been a little more cognizant of the current landscape right now, and he probably should have not shared that. I really fully shouldn't have because it's just it's unnecessary you could believe in whatever you want to believe but you also need to be aware of the current landscape before you do certain stuff because this is going to bring you unnecessary attention so he does that and they're getting up his ass but here's my take on it yes there's anti-semitic stuff in that book right Um, however I grew up Reading books like Huckleberry Finn, where nigger was in the book multiple times, does that make that whole book racist? Right? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, To Kill a Mockingbird had the word nigger in it. Does that make that whole book racist? You have to understand that that, that like there's it's coming from a certain vantage point. Some of this stuff is time sensitive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the 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 narrator or the person that is giving the message is probably how they see it. Mm-hmm. So you. Like you're literally getting on Kyrie for something he didn't write. He did not create this. Mm-hmm. So being as he did not create this, and he was just sharing something, it's no different than the History Channel. History Channel has so many different scenarios. Like what if the what if the Germans were able to conquer this? What would America look like? What would these countries look like if Germany actually conquered this? Right. That doesn't mean they support the, the uh, fucking Hitler. This is just a historical fact, and they're taking information putting this out but it's more nuanced than looking at one piece of something that was either racially sensitive and just saying the whole book is racist or the whole this or that if you're gonna do that with this then you need to do with everything because i distinctly remember when kanye west said that slavery was a choice adidas made him another shoe right after that it wasn't too long after that he had another shoe that came out That wasn't a problem then. If any racially insensitive things are said about anyone in any capacity, it should be treated with the same motherfucking energy. And it wasn't. And what's hilarious to me, and I'll say this, Adidas and Nike, right? They decided to get rid of Kanye. Okay, fine. And Kyrie, Nike is suspending Kyrie. But these are both companies that benefit from exploiting children for cheap labor. So you're severing ties with someone. How about you sever ties with the kids you've been exploiting for years? How about you do that? These large conglomerates and companies have selective morality and pick and choose when they want to fucking take a stand. Man, you niggas ain't taking no stand. You don't give a fuck about nothing but green. You don't care about blacks, Jews, anybody. You don't care. hmm that's why I think it's a fucking joke. <clears throat> and I think that we don't like nuance in society. We just like to fucking, we like to, we like to have hot takes and try to hold somebody accountable for one thing in a book. You know how many times we, me and you and everybody had to grow up seeing shit like that? Django, perfect example. If an athlete or somebody shared the movie Django, should we cancel him? The word nigger was said multiple times in Django, and that's a recent movie. So what are we doing here? This is not aging real. This is not gonna age well. We can't keep this shit up. I think it's it's a little different
2: because it's um there's the nuances are very important. I think um one that I believe that's a documentary and I haven't seen it, so I'm not gonna act like I mm-hmm. know what's actually inside of there as far as like what is anti Semitic and what isn't. Mm-hmm. So a documentary is a lot different than um like a fictional story. Yeah. Um, so Good that's advice. that's that's one thing um, and as far as Kanye West goes like his situation is completely different from Kyrie's because Kanye West said I'm going DEFCON 3 on all Jews as he said I'm about to go to sleep or something that was like that ridiculous. But, it, it, but that DEFCON 3 is like from a, uh, a literal statement I think the, I think it means that you're just going to um, you know gear up to like protect yourself um, but What happened with Kanye West (laughs) is he went on a, 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 like a Jewish. uh, Yeah. He went on all the shows like for, like for a week in a row and then got dropped from Adidas and then step, and then kept saying the same things. So his situation is like Kanye West is too powerful to just get dropped by Adidas. Mm -hmm. But when you like, when you are being like overly disrespectful, when you go on Pierce Morgan and you be like, "I didn't say nothing wrong," and you keep doubling down on what you are yeah. saying, then you get then you get dropped.
0: He was directly anti-Semitic.
2: Yeah, he was just going. He was going. Kyrie crazy. just
0: posted a fucking link. Yeah,
2: and the thing with Kanye West and like the anti-Semitic stuff is just like that's OD. And I think that um, with with Kanye West, it's what he was trying to say really gets lost in the sauce because he was just too disrespectful. Right. Like if he was just calling people out by names, like, hey, this person owns my masters or this person is giving rappers back contracts. This nigga just said Jews. <laughs> he was just <laughs> going crazy on all the Jews. There's some broke Jews out there like, nigga, I wish I could slave a, a rapper. <laughs> but um, and, and with Kyrie, I think the whole Kyrie situation is just is overkill. Um, yeah you know, just putting out the link and then like I think I think kind I think Kyrie is in a space where I think we all come into this space in our lives and me and Kyrie are the same age, but we all come into this this space in our lives where it's like like your third eye is open and you just get all this information and you' like, yo the world that I thought I knew is like is not what it was and then we fall into this idea that white people are hoarding information from us because, you know, history is written, writ, written by the winners and, you know, it's always going to be from the lens of 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 white people. So when you do come across this information where you're like, yo, this that was actually, you know, black people are Jewish or black people are Jews and, you know, there are these black Israelites and all these different things and you have, like, research and science to back it up and you're talking to, like, very intelligent people and they articulating it in a way and you're like, yo, this is, like, like, why haven't I learned this in school, right? And you just doing all your research, and it's it may be some merit to it, but it may not be. And you know who knows? But it's just like this over overflow of, of information, and I think that's kind of what he got caught up in. But it it just so happens that like there's some very powerful people that just that don't sit well with them. They don't no. they don't want to see you know that I mean. Th- from what it sounds like in terms of that documentary, they got disrespected. And I wish I had actually watched it so I can have more to say about, like, the the particulars of, like, what he actually shared. But yeah. I just think that um, whatever they're doing to him in terms of making him donate half a million dollars and, yeah, you know, suspending him, he losing, like, he probably losing around, like, $400,000 a game, like, sitting out. You know, just from him being suspended, and then on top of that, they're making him donate half a million dollars and do this, this anti-Semitic training and all this stuff. It's It's just like all he shared was a was a link.
0: It was a link. I just my only thing is is I don't have a problem with anyone. My only issue is we need to take the same amount of seriousness with every issue that may be considered um, racially insensitive. And if and I'm talking about from a company standpoint, if Adidas was literally um, had the same moral code after Kanye West said that slavery was a choice to <laughs> ban Lathan, they would have severed ties with him. What How many, what was that? 2018, 2019 when he said that?
1: It's about there. It's right around there. So yeah. after
0: he said that Adidas would have cut ties with him. Mm-hmm. But due to the fact that they said, oh. It's not a big deal. Maybe it's a black guy talking about slavery, so um, uh, it's not a deal breaker. So we could keep it. Mm-hmm. But with the Jews, it was a fucking deal breaker. You it's different because it. Kanye is black. Like it just. But that's not for that's not for us to decide. The company, if you are a company, and anything is racially insensitive. You need to cut ties. Because there were black people hurt by that. Thank you. Yeah. So if you if <clears throat> slaves, it was 400 years of free fucking labor. People, women, black women got raped. Like this is real torture in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. I don't want to have a um, an oppression Olympics. Jewish people went through fucking hell. They were almost ethnically cleansed. They were at least able to come to this country and be white passing. The same way a lot of black people that may have been half white or very fair skinned could be white passing back then and get actual real good jobs and opportunities. If you understand the historical context of that statement, then it'll make sense to you or you could just look it up. Okay, whatever. But the thing about it is they got to come from a country where they were oppressed and treated like dirt. Black people lived in a country where they were treated like dirt. Slaves. You know, bombed the first victims of domestic terrorism were black people in 1921 in the Tulsa Race Massacre. Like this shit runs deep, like really deep. And I think that due to Jewish people being able to actually lift themselves up by their bootstraps and get after it and establish wealth and actually run Hollywood. People understand that they run Hollywood. Hollywood was built by Jewish people. You know that, right? Mm hmm. So being as they were actually to establish wealth and power in certain industries, there's tons of Jewish law firms, and I'm not trying to dog Jewish people out. I think it's great that they come from this terrible past and they were able to establish themselves. But the difference is they are more respected because they got to actually build wealth in America. Black people lived in this same country. They were redlined, used as slaves, um couldn't use their GI Bill, they fought in every American war and were not able to use it for education or housing so you have this history of suppression within America with black people and now you come to today in 2022 and the people just think like oh god, black people did it to themselves black on black crime, why, what's going on here, why are they doing this? When people don't understand the history they just look at the current landscape and say look at the product that's where a lot of the, the disregard and disrespect comes to black Americans. They did it to themselves. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Why do you think most black and brown uh, ghettos... Well, basically, all the ghettos in America are black and brown. It was built. It was done by design <coughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: with redlining in the New Deal, where black people were literally redlined out of building wealth and real estate. These are all factual things. You can all look these things up, folks. Right? And... You come to now where you have two oppressed people, but one of the oppressed was actually able to build something, and the other was not. And that can change the perception and how people are actually perceiving certain people. So when Kanye West says slavery was a choice, and that statement is not taken with the same energy as an anti-Semitic statement, we got a problem here. I think yeah. that oh. the, the for
2: me, in terms of looking at these situations, I would feel more comfortable actually even relating them. If there was a Jewish guy that was like the Holocaust was a choice. Oh, that's terrible. If if there was uh, if there was a Jewish person that had said that and he had all these brand deals, if he worked at Disney or whatever the case may be. And then he said that and he didn't get canceled. I think that the situations were are more um more relatable. 100%. But Kanye being black is like, it's a huge part of the conversation. Like when you're mm-hmm. from a specific community that is oppressed mm-hmm. and you're speaking about it, whether negative, positive, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, it's just an entirely different situation. I understand that it did offend black people, but at the end of the day, Kanye us is black. That's true. So if, a Jew, if a Jewish, a Jewish person, you know, you have like, um, certain communities that could these comedians all the time that are Asian or whatever. Joe Coy makes fun of, you know, his mom all the time in his in his stand up. And there's like nuance to it because he's like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's talking about, you know, from the uh Flagrant Two podcast mm-hmm. where he's talking about representation and all these different things. Right. But when you're from a specific community, it can it can be offensive, but it's just a different it's a different conversation than just um you know, a basic uh, anti-whatever-race statement.
1: I, I think, though, like like the Joe Coy example, when he is making fun of his mom or doing these accents or whatever the case, mm-hmm. he's not making fun of a situation where people were uh, murdered, raped. Right. Mm-hmm. Like something that's so hypersensitive. So I think, like, what Eddie said was, for the company, like we said, Kanye is black when mm-hmm. he is saying these things about slavery being a choice. Mm-hmm. But he still hurt black people who are your customers that are buying Yeezys and buying James Harden and whoever else is selling for Adidas. Cause let's be clear without Yeezys, nobody has been buying Adidas, No, mm. but you know, that's, you know, that's up to them. But, um, I think what Eddie is saying is true is basically keep the same energy. Right. Um, and I think too, um, that is what, the standpoint that Eddie is coming from is, I think, the same standpoint, which has been acknowledged on ESPN and everywhere, that we all know that Kyrie was trying to come from. Mm-hmm. It's just that the way he, t- basically saying, like, Kyrie wants people to understand that he feel like his people are great as well, and they mm-hmm. should be treated that way, mm-hmm. and da-da-da-da, and these particular people are being treated a certain way for who they are believed to be mm-hmm. when we are actually them. This is what Kyrie is saying. Right, right, right. So Kyrie is not saying, I hate these people. Holocaust never happened. I wish mm-hmm. they didn't exist. Right, right. But he did share a documentary that highlighted right. that, but also, like the things he wants to say, but it also, which from what I hear, very briefly highlighted some things that were very offensive. Yeah. Which he should have thought about that part of it. 100%. To say like, wow, what if people take it as I'm supporting this? 100 But, 100%. Mm-hmm what's an, what's kind of annoying about it is that multiple people have acknowledged they know he was not coming from a place of malice right. he doesn't have hate in his heart right. he just want his pe- wanted to be understood that you know his people are our people <clears throat> are also greater than we have been treated 100 percent so um I think that I feel like the the punishments. Yeah. He should he should he should have had to apologize and things like that, but I feel like the punishments have been excessive and delayed. Right. I feel like the punishment is because of the reaction not because of the action. Yeah. Because yeah. right away all these things should have been, okay, Kyrie, you posted that link. This one you're suspended for 5 games. We need an apology. Uh you're mm-hmm. going to do this. The all the, the whole list. Yeah. If the whole list arrived that day or the next morning, that's one thing. But y'all waited for all these things, and then at first they just wanted the apology. Right. He apologizes, and then now we got a, another list. Like, you know what? Yeah. We didn't think you're going to me. We didn't think you were going to apologize. Let's have you do these extra things as well. Yeah, ridiculous. To satisfy, you know. But you know, he wasn't correct no. in reposting that particular link. Maybe he could have used a different source of information to support his, mm. uh, you know, his his the positive side of his argument. But
0: yeah. Uh, I agree. I think that it goes back to what we were saying. Like, I feel like your maturity and your position in life should only put you in so many places and also allow you to do so many things. And I think if you're aware of your platform, you need to be aware and be very cognizant of the things that you put on the Internet and the things that you share. And you need to proof check that shit 10 to 12 times. Because what happens is, is, is like the world is in a position where they really want to cancel you. And I think that. Um, I can't wait they can't especially wait especially
1: Kyrie yeah they the can't vaccine, wait t- NBA been, they're so tired of him he's just talented yeah the thing about it too man Dr. Phil says something very powerful
0: on a Joe Rogan podcast recently he was on there like a week or two ago and he said that um, cancel culture needs to be replaced by council culture we need to yes. count. We need to counsel people. We mm-hmm. need to talk to them where they may be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have real conversation. No one wants to have a conversation anymore. They just want to say anti-Semitic. That's racist. That's racist to black people. That's racist to white people. That's this and that. Yo, we. I read a book that said nigger in it, but I didn't make the whole book racist. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is we don't ever look for nuance. We just want to counsel motherfuckers. We don't ever want to have a conversation. It's so annoying and. Mm. It's not going to age well, but I think another reason why the cancel culture exists or the idea of it is just for liability purposes. These major companies don't want any heat on them, even though they are in bed with the devil himself. They don't want heat on him. The same company that will suspend Kyrie Irving has the nerve to do it while benefiting off of cheap labor from fucking kids. Yet you want to suspend him, right? It's just for liability purposes from the media you want to hide you want to hide the idea that you want to even hide the idea that you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. The problem is once people make this once these companies get this big, they're oppressing somebody. I don't give a fuck who it is, whether it's amazon Nike adidas, whoever it is they're oppressing people someone's being oppressed when you get that big yeah it's not it's not really about like um doing
2: bad or good. It's just about like, is it known if I'm doing bad or good? Mm. Because um just look at college football, right? Oh, like with God. Penn State when when uh Joe Paterno, Joe Paterno was over there, like it was all everything was good. You know, they went in the Big Ten and all these other things.
0: Yeah, he knew Sandusky was fucking those boys.
2: Yeah. He knew it. He <laughs> fucking he, knew it. And then he gets fired. And then, right. you know, the whole or, you know, they get suspended for five years or whatever, you know, from uh, bowl appearances and all these things. And all the wins are erased and his statue gets taken down. But, you know, like you said, it was for years and years there was mm-hmm. actual information that, you know, they knew about certain situations and they just kind of kept it under wraps. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Like, I, I think none of these organizations are um are like super clean when it comes to. Uh, you know, like you said, there's somebody in, in Cambodia or somebody in Mexico or somebody yeah. in China right now that are in these like, you know, uh, working conditions that are terrible. Yeah. And they're no air paid, conditioning and shit. Yeah, pay pennies.
1: It's because things are not moral motivated; They're money motivated. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they care about whatever Kanye has to say or Kyrie has to say that might cost them money. But yeah. they don't care about those kids that's working because that's actually saving them money. Right. Mm-hmm. So as long as my money is good, I'm good. Until mm-hmm. right up until so the Joe Paterno thing. Once things become public, even like uh, the owner, ex owner of the Clippers, where yeah, what Ster- made that Donald girl Sterling. What makes that girl feel the need to record him? Maybe he'd been talking like that, and she been telling people, and people been like, you know. And yeah, she used it as yeah. leverage. Yeah, it's like she's we, no better than he was. Yeah, or it's like maybe people <clears> already <throat> knew that about Donald Sterling. Maybe <laughs> like Don, Donald Sterling being, you know, one thing. Ain't about, no way the yeah, NBA, that's not a no. shock to nobody. Yeah, like, right. One thing about rich people, uh, they know they they gonna be who they are. I'm rich, like what I gotta answer, especially a billionaire, yeah. Robert Kraft getting hand jobs. Yeah, what I gotta be? I'm gonna be me regardless, mm-hmm. but. As soon as it becomes public, mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, now we gotta do something about this, Donald Sterling. We're sorry, we've been new. I know, yeah. But look, we right. gotta, we gotta, we gotta cancel you out now because mm-hmm. it got out. Now, now our money could be messed up. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, it's funny. I remember especially during you know 2016. You know, Trump was just coming in, and you know there was the you know the build the wall rhetoric and whatnot, and they're like build that wall, build that wall, right? And the Trump hats came out. Um, what's hilarious about that? Is the you know the same people you say and build a wall and you know they're coming in here they're illegals and some of them are rapists this and that they was making the Trump hats in Mexico yeah, yeah. they had a factory making Trump hats in Mexico there's a lot so of- the, the same people the same brown people that you want to build a wall to keep out you're using them to make hats that's dude that's why these companies dude I don't care about what any of them say because. Once you get that big, you're oppressing somebody. Like even like the Bank of America and all these banks that they're like, we stand with the black community and all of this. I knew something was fishy. And then when you do your history on these banks, they use slaves as collateral. When -hmm. someone didn't have something, they say, hey, give me four slaves then. They Hmm. literally was having slaves as collateral. So it's just it's hilarious now they what? doing that now. I've been we getting mean? all kind of
2: overdraft fees.
0: How <laughs> we going to get this nigga? Gonna get him one they way or another. they me since <laughs> 1992. <laughs> Yo, I think they switched. All, we talked about it. They switched the overdraft fee to like 10 bucks, $10 now, mm. yeah. But they made billions off of overdraft fees. And you, mm. you know one of the sick thing about it? They made billions on overdraft fees from people didn't, who didn't have money. So yeah. that means the people who had a lot of money. Yeah. They didn't make that much money on them. They was taking advantage of people. They never, know, paycheck to paycheck. To have it. The yeah. average everyday working person, you yeah. know, is more likely to be uh uh overdrafted. And it's more broke What's people than rich people.
1: That's ten less dollars you have on the following check, too, and so on. That's just mm-hmm. sucked
0: up. It's not right, but this is what banks do. So I think that it's morally wrong to charge a motherfucker if he ain't got no money. What are you charging him for? Yeah, yeah. You just need to you need
2: to make something, don't you? They you, should do like a thing where you just gotta like mop Bank of America's for like an hour, just yeah. like work your work your overdraft off. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts, man. It's I think get... I think for me, like I understand what y'all saying in terms of like, you know, we gotta treat all uh, racism equally. I just think my perspective is like if we had a one to one example, it would be more clear as far as like, it's like, um, what they call like precedence, right? So in law, if somebody, say somebody is pulled over or like somebody for example is, um, they, uh, they get arrested for speeding or something like that. There's a, already set that this person was driving 40 miles per hour or this pri- person was driving 100 miles per hour and a 35 and that's like a felony or something like that, yeah. right? So there's a precedent set. So the next person that drives 100 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone, they are going to get equal, you know, maybe equal or more um, or, you know, relatively the same mm-hmm. type of treatment when it comes to them being arrested. But I think what I'm saying in terms of like what Kanye West is saying, like slavery is a choice, Versus like um, what's going on in terms of like anti-Semitic statements and and all these different things. Like it's just, it's a little bit different because there are, um, what you call it, like just nuances and caveats to to all of these statements. So I was just saying that if somebody from the Jewish community came out and said some, I guess, anti-Semitic statements about their own community, Mm -hmm. then I would be... um, I just want to see what that looks like. I don't even Mm -hmm. know, you know, I don't know what it would look like. I don't know what would happen. But I just want to see if somebody that worked at, uh, uh, I don't know, like a, Mm -hmm. like uh, who could it be, like an Adam Sandler or something. I don't know if he's Jewish or not. But Adam Sandler came out and he just said something wild about like the Holocaust. And then, yeah, I just want to see what that, what that looks like. Is he getting dropped from Netflix? Is he getting dropped from all these deals? Is they still in his... You know, there's movies in perpetuity or that's, whatever.
0: That's a good point because we, we don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So basically, we don't want to make a statement. Well, they ain't doing it to the Jews. Like, can't say that because there's no example of that. Mm-hmm. Right. My only thing is we do have an example of two different things, though. And the example is the company reaction. That's the only difference. The company reaction, you had two examples, one being anti-Semitic, the other being um, reductive of black people in slavery. Mm -hmm. So you had those two things. You reacted differently for both. One of them you chose to allow, and it's not up to you to say, oh, he's black. No, that's not up to you. What's up to you is seeing him saying something reductive about a certain racial group and acting accordingly. This breaks our policy. If you take those two things, they're comparable. Well, yeah, they, I mean, slavery was a choice. is bad. And then the other shit he said about Jews was anti-Semitic. So those are parallels. They had two. They had an opportunity for both of those, and they showed what they did. You know, I don't like to hold people to that. I know we're in a different – it's a couple of years later, but, like, man, these companies are going to have to start um, – they're going to have to start being more consistent. But th- that's, that's thing. the thing, though, like – the
2: reason it doesn't really work is we we say nigga all the time, and but, technically saying but nigga you're, is a racist. you're a company. You're a company saying n- niggas racist, right? Yeah. So are is Nike going to drop every athlete that says nigga?
1: It's a good point. But I think that the, the I think y'all having the wrong, I guess, discussion or debate. I think it's really just a matter of power, like who's mm-hmm. in power, mm-hmm. because there's not. There's not enough black people in power that when Kanye West says something crazy, somebody can make a call to Adidas and say, like, hey, look, we got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Whereas there are. Because I don't think that there are more Jewish people in America. No, not at all. Than are black people. No, no, no. So black people's outrage don't matter because the outrage is coming from the bottom. It's Mm -hmm. not coming from the top. Yeah. So these companies don't care to have a response because. The bottom can't really take no money out Jew- your pocket. And we're very forgiving. So, yeah. one thing Adidas know Kanye West can talk crazy about y'all, but guess what? Y'all still about to buy them Yeezys. And that's all we care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Jewish people, they have like a whole like coalition, I believe. Yeah. So, they, they've literally, they have things in place where it's like, um, Jewish people have worked very hard to get in positions, um, not so sort of like positions of power, but to get in positions of prominence, get into mm-hmm. positions of, you know, respectable, um, uh, occupations, mm-hmm. you know law firms, things of that nature, but and it also owning a, a lot of these different studios and stuff like that. so with them th- their message can go to the top even if they're not at the very top they, they just have they have systems in place to where somebody says something like there there's some a lot of very successful black people in America, but I don't think there's enough ownership over all of these companies to make things move and shake.
1: So, yeah. The problem yeah. is though like earlier you said Jewish people started Hollywood and started a lot of these things or yeah, this, yeah. run a lot of these things and and you said, you know, they were able to whereas black people weren't able to. I, I guess the more proper word and it's very similar is they were allowed to. Mm-hmm. I don't think that black people were allowed to even be in the position that the no. Jewish people have been able to be in. So, they would never let us Get to that level of power to where when somebody does something, we can like almost make demands. To be
2: to be black and like on that level, you got to be extraordinary. But
1: yes. who 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 is that? Who is even, like we have people who we think are on that level, but then like we th- we may think the Oprahs even, and the Tyler Pearls yeah. and the are on that level, but truthfully they they're got not.
2: People that are paying them, even like you got to think about like the most like the black executives that we deem as like the guys, the Birdmans, the Barry Gordys. All of these people are just like, they have people paying them. You know, Birdman is getting, you know, maybe a billion dollars from Universal to, you know, run his label or they have a 50-50 split with his label. But it's somebody at the top, top. That's like getting a crazy check every time. As
1: Kanye showed us, your net worth <laughs> worth is uh, several billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do not have a you do not have a billion dollars. That was yeah. that's what their worth is with all your assets. But what, if we strip you of all of that, what do you have? So Jay Z may that's not technically everybody. be able to do certain things because he's worth that much money. Mm-hmm. But what does he technically truly have? Yeah, and his bank. They can strip him the same way they did Kanye if he were to. Get mm-hmm. out of line. Jay-Z just, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. not Kanye, obviously, but I'll say this.
0: If you want um a good example of, you know, the I, I won't say the the power structure or whatever it is, Jesse Owens is the best example of that. Jesse Owens in nineteen thirty-six went to Berlin, Germany, won the long jump, right? One for the United States of America. I seen the movie. When he came back to the United States, he could not even go to the
1: restaurant door. He won the one hundred and two hundred. He had he to go though. through the fucking kitchen.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I heard about that as well. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, over in you know Nazi Germany, where they are supposedly Hitler racist, was there at the fucking Olympics, but they was treating him like a like a king over there, like mm-hmm. treating Jesse Owens so, yeah. treating him better than at home. Yeah. But Hitler is the one that is so mm-hmm. racist and like. All these things. Obviously, Hitler did horrible things. Yeah. But for Jesse Owens, he was being treated better than he was at home by these, you mm-hmm. know, these evil people. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or as you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hitler was fucked up, and he
1: was. Yeah. On, he was on some shit
0: too. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan showed a video of Hitler at the Olympics, and he was fucking tweaking out of his
1: mind. Wasn't Hitler like five three? I don't know. I think Wasn't he he was he like a little dude? I
0: think so. Yeah. <laughs> They said somebody, uh, I forgot they did, I don't know why this, this happened, they talked about this, I don't know how many years ago, I don't know why they brought it up, but they said Hitler had a micropenis, that's why that nigga was so mad.
1: <laughs> that definitely give you attitude. Alzheimer,
0: yeah, like, yeah. Ozenheimer! <laughs>
1: <laughs> what Alzheimer.
0: <laughs> this nigga had a micro penis.
1: Yo, you look at the most evil leaders in history. They are.
3: Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll say this though, man. <laughs>
0: I think you know, with all the atrocities that happened to Jewish people and Black people, what we're not going to do is have an oppression Olympics. But the the thing about it is, is I feel like you know, the landscape of the time back then can and all the way to now can create a perception problem right mm-hmm. and when i when i pay attention i pay attention to how people perceive certain people in certain cultures you know and sometimes you know a black person will say something they're like oh my god here they go again complaining about this or complaining about that this is why when certain situations happen i kind of feel like maybe you should not have brought that up whenever i see a black person talk about something racist and it might not be racist like i seen an article that said, like outdoors, like outdoor, like hunting. No, it said hiking was racist, right? Towards black people. And I'm like, come on, man, you can't do this.
2: Like, what? Yes, Athens it said that.
0: It said, that it literally, there was an article that said, that outdoor bit like this the outdoors in general was racist towards black people mm-hmm. and it made me mad and the reason why is because when there's really an injustice going on and black people are being oppressed or something is happening it's just like the boy that cried wolf no one's gonna give a fuck and when you got any black people that do that i'm like yo you need to shut up because it's really gonna be somebody going through something and no one's gonna give a fuck
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you know because you know i've i've seen things happening comparable to that and this is the same thing can exist with women, where a woman could say something, oh, he, he looked at me, and it's sexual harassment. And it's like, he looked at you. Why are you saying he sexually harassed you? You know, it's really women that's getting fucking, that's really getting taken by people. It's literally yeah. women having things happen, and you just want attention, and you're saying that, man. Like, that's not okay.
2: I think, I think, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about, like, relating it to women. But I think what the, the real... Um, thing to bring it all together is like Kanye West acknowledging that Sway was right. You know, when Sway was like, yo, just get your own T-shirts and, you know, go print them up and sell them out the trunk or whatever. This is how we, this is hip hop, man. This is how we came up. And he's like, you don't got the answers. But in reality, like if Kanye West doesn't have any ties to Adidas, right? If he doesn't have any ties to Louis Vuitton or all these record labels and everything, everything he does is like independent – he can I mean not that he should be saying all these statements, but there's no repercussions to um outside of the fans not wanting to, you know, buy his things. But people still buying Yeezys. They they not ain't nobody stopped buying Yeezys because he says some anti Semitic statements. Mm-hmm. But um the, I guess, you know, in terms of like the power dynamics that we're talking about, I think it um like LaRusso was talking about it and Russ talks about it all the time. Like their goal is to be like the biggest independent artists, but not even known as like an independent artist. They just want to be the biggest artist. Yeah. And it's, it's possible. You're right. You know, if you, yeah. you know, you keep, you keep working at it, you keep garnering fans and, you um, you got the resources and the budgets to do things as big as Drake or Kendrick Lamar, or all these different guys. It's possible to do it on, a, on an independent level. Yeah, it takes billions of dollars. You know what I mean? It is it is a very expensive thing to do. But I think that um for us to get to that space where we don't have to answer to anybody or we don't. Get suspended, we can get counseled and counseled instead of canceled. Yes. It requires us putting up some money to really um you know, carving out our own brands, carving out our own um you have no choice. organizations and stuff It also
1: like that. takes removing greed and feeling like you need all the money in your world in the world by yourself yeah. to do these things. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have a billion dollars to do something myself. But let me find, uh, you know, nine other friends that also have a hundred million dollars for us to do something together. Yeah. Um. That way you don't feel like you need these bigger because, like, let's say La Russell for example, he may not get the billionaire status like Kanye West without putting billions of dollars in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Kanye may have got from having like major people behind him, but mm-hmm. he may become you know reach fifty million or a hundred million as an independent artist, but that has Total freedom to where can't nobody cancel me, yeah, and that will mm. feel better than being restricted and handcuffed. To where mm. when you make one mistake, because I feel like Kyrie made a mistake, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think that he made it. I don't think he Ky, Kyrie is someone who thinks he's smarter than he is, mm. he's probably very intelligent, but mm. he also thinks he's smarter than he is. So I think he actually honestly made a mistake. Where yeah. Kanye and Kyrie are not the same. No. They do they got in trouble for similar things, but they yeah. not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I can see that. I think I think Kyrie's ego got in the way of his common sense. Yeah. And Even
1: I, when he knew he should apologize, ego wouldn't let him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: you can't do that. Once mm-hmm. once you get in hot water, you need to just say, Hey, look, man. Um, if this had came off as, as anti-Semitic or whatnot, what that was not my intention. I apologize. He he sprinkled some of that in there, but he was like kind of doubling down at the same time. And that can make it worse. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. Also, in regards to wanting to be your own person or whatnot, if you have any joint ventures with people, that's a good way to do business. But that's also uh, not the greatest way. Because if you say something that um, people don't agree with, that company you did a joint venture with, they can drop that.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's the
0: thing. And if you're not 100% independent, then you're not going to be able to, you know. That's what, that's what uh, I think
2: Joe Budden was saying. He was like, you know, all these rappers be throwing around these li- this lingo. Like, I signed a joint venture with Capital Records or I signed a joint venture with Def Jam. It's like, no, you're signed to Def Jam and you guys split whatever money. But mm-hmm. if they
0: wanted to drop you today or yeah. tomorrow, they can do that. That's all it takes. All mm-hmm. it takes is for you to say something. And here's the worst part. Let's say, for example, you are 100% independent. You say what you want, you do what you want, right? But you said some things that are a little too edgy. If you want to do any collaborations with artists that are on major labels, those artists aren't going to work with you because the label won't let them. They won't. They won't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they'd be like, oh, you said this about uh, black people, you said this about trans people, you said this. Hey, you can't work with that guy. If you work with him, then we're going to have to drop you. So, this system is already put in place, it's not put in place for people to be independent. But if you if you have to you could be a real person just like us on the podcast, you could be a real person with a real opinion. But you have to learn how to frame that opinion and you have to learn how to craft things. And if you don't do that and you just reckless, right, because me and Keith, we do this shit every week without edits. We just put the podcast out. We have like a self-edit feature Like we're on the newest iOS update <laughs> in our minds, and we've definitely had a guest that said some
2: anti nigga statements,
0: anti black statement, <laughs> and we had to go back and take it off because he was afraid of how he would look, literally. Yeah, so I was like, okay, all, yeah. we'll take it off, mm. you know. And that's the only time we've had to take something off the podcast. But mm. I think we've have we have a built in um, thing to where we're not being fake; we say what we want, but yeah. we 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 have to give nuance. To the com we have to make it a very nuance and we have to preface statements and things of that nature so people won't be like, oh they're this, oh they're that. But me and Keith haven't gotten so big. Because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. what people do is that Keith might say something, be like, "Fifa, 4 figure, I hate a nigga. They'd be like, I knew Keith was anti black. I always knew mm-hmm. he was anti. And they'll take that one snippet. Yeah. That's I- what
2: happened with the uh Richer Boy, the Rich Boy thing.
0: Like still literally getting comments
2: every day. Oh wow. You know, I, I need to go back and crazy. check that. Like y'all can some dudes say y'all canceled before y'all got started.
0: Man,
1: this I is- mean that and and that is even at this level you gotta be careful because- 'cause they'll go back. Th- they will go back ten years ago to one of your early episodes. you would be like, Wow, that had nothing Yeah. You know, the whole Joe Rogan thing where he, you know, said the yeah. N word and they was making it a big deal. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Or, you know, they tried. But um I think the main thing too is like don't speak from a place of emotion yes. because sometimes you get emotional trying to like uh, plead your case. Yes. For example, I'm a Kobe fan. So when I speak highly of Kobe and then you speak highly of LeBron, automatically I sound like I hate LeBron when truthfully LeBron may be one of my top five favorite players also. Mm-hmm. I love LeBron too. Mm-hmm. But when I'm trying <clears throat> to defend Kobe, it sounds like I hate LeBron. Mm-hmm. And I think that we do that mm-hmm. as uh, oftentimes as black people. And we're just speaking on what we would like to see for us. And then yeah. it makes it sound like we hate someone else yes. when that's not the case. Like you're speaking from a place of envy. You're not saying I don't want them to have it. We just saying I want it too. Yeah. So
2: that's the, That's the thing. And I think that, you know, sometimes like we, you know, you look up to certain people and you're like, yo, I want to be like I want to be edgy like this person. I want to do this or take these risks like this person in terms of creating content but I think that um if there's anything that Kanye West and Kyrie taught us is um one I don't even want to say the word it's 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 four letters it starts with j it rhymes with ill but um I'm just like basically what I'm saying is you just want to vet the things that you're saying and you don't want to be disrespectful yeah. you don't want to dis you don't want to be disrespectful to no community because it's, uh, it's treacherous out there. It like, definitely is. Kanye, his net worth lost like a, mi- a billion dollars. In a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How? Here's the crazy thing. Imagine in the next four or five months, me and Keith are sitting down with, the, you know, with Spotify. And they're like, okay, you guys have been doing this for quite some time. You guys are consistent. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to need your file. We're gonna need your file with the you know the con the content the uh, content.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we're gonna check some of it out. But truthfully, what they're gonna be doing is is they're gonna have people vetting the content. Mm-hmm. They probably have somebody checking it. They'll probably have a, maybe about fifteen people, ten or fifteen, people, maybe some employees of Spotify. Hey, you got episode one through twenty. You got episode twenty to forty. You got episode twenty, right? You got these people checking out the episodes, and through those episodes. Not only will they be doing quality control, but they're going to check, hey, did they say anything homophobic? Did they say anything racist? Did they say anything, you know, about this or that person? Right. And they do that to protect themselves because they know that shit's going to come back. Mm -hmm. I've heard some things on podcasts. Why do you think the brilliant idiots? Shout out to brilliant idiots. They deleted all them old episodes. They was wild. Mm -hmm. There was some wild. Like I remember,
1: two wild dudes. Go ahead. It
0: was wild episodes, bro. Back in the day,
1: it was an episode.
0: It was an episode where um, I think it was Tahiri. Tahiri. um, I think it's Joe Budden's ex-girl, and she was in there sitting on Brilliant, and she's like, "Hey, so uh, Tahiri, you like big dicks?" (laughs) <laughs> literally like at the very beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. the first question she has he asked her so you like big dicks and she's like, I mean I'm not afraid of one but you know mm-hmm. and he was like it was he had some interview with some white woman that was on there some white girl. And he was like, "So what's your name?" She's like, "Oh, so and so." He's like, "Yeah, you got some. You got a nice rack. You got some nice titties." <laughs> Charlemagne was a wild motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. On those early episodes, he was saying some wild shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the episodes now, Bringing Idiots compared to back then, oh man, that
2: cleaned it up. Oh
0: man, he yeah. would have been
1: super fucked. They down. they yeah. both as individuals have different brands though. Yeah, and way they different still now. they still those are two of the edgiest. Yeah, because Schultz say some stuff.
0: Not Charlemagne no more. He's not very yeah. Edgy
1: Charlemagne anymore. is yeah. Charlemagne and chilled a lot.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. super chill because now Charlemagne is getting involved with different brand deals and all kinds of different shit. So he's really got to watch.
2: Charlemagne
1: his step. is putting dudes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it's just smart
2: to move move like that. Yeah. And I I just think like you know for us and we go into a space where we try to get brand deals and all these different things. And I just I just hope we get the grace you know that mm-hmm. you know that. I think maybe moving forward, like you know, in the next few years, I think I think it will start to move to move past the canceling because mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of getting tired. Like you can't keep this shit up. Yeah, like it's it's getting it's getting out of hand. So I think I would hope you know it's, it starts moving to a space where it's like like um, who was that? Was it Deshaun Jackson? Um, he had said something like anti Semitic. Deshaun
0: in Jackson and um, Nick Cannon had said something. Nick Cannon
2: for sure. Mm. But it was. And Des
0: Bryant was another one, I think.
2: But who was the football player that uh, was it? It
0: was Jackson. It was Deshaun Jackson. No, no,
2: no. I'm saying what Jewish football player had. Like, Edelman, yeah, Julian Edelman. He had a conversation with us,
0: count those counsel, yeah, culture. exactly. I mm-hmm. thought that was a good thing that he did. Mm-hmm. I, I, li- I really like Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. and I w- that would be somebody perfectly to speak to about this subject matter and mm-hmm. to have a very in length conversation about, mm-hmm. you know, um, that. And I think yeah. that, uh, when they were talking to uh, Chris Moreau on the Brilliant Idiots podcast, he's mm-hmm. Jewish. And he said that, you know, some of the the conversation that are that's being had, like, hey, Jews run everything, this and that. He said the reason why that that type of conversation is uh is is like detrimental, I guess you could say, is because this is the same rhetoric that was used prior to Germans with Hitler. With, you know, yeah. Yeah. So basically it 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 allowed the Germans to infiltrate Jewish people, yeah. Just because of the words like "oh, they they run everything, they own yeah. everything." They made it's just them...
2: dangerous to speak in generalizations, right. and that's more so with like Kanye and maybe what the documentary did. Yeah. It's like because you know I, I I know personally like a few Jewish people, and they don't run nothing. They don't own no banks. No. You know, they don't. They don't may not have this long money that that Kanye, you know of. Nah, I seen in real life. These niggas got busted vans, and, <laughs> and like, but um, no, nah, it's just, it's just, it's just like you know. Like I think I, I was telling you on the phone. Like it's the same conversation. If it was like, man, all niggas run fast, or all niggas can hoop, or all niggas is in the NBA. Like mm-hmm. every black black person is good at rapping. Like it's just like no, we just like no, we just like regular, we're just people. regular people man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think we've exhausted this topic quite enough. Yeah, it was a good I, conversation. I just really hope that we, um, I hope that we're able to find um, deeper conversations outside of, you did this, you should apologize. You did this, you should apologize. Yeah. I think we really got to get to a better place because this this, this shit here is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Um, if you made it to, oh, before we close it down uh DJ uh shout out to your shows, your socials for people you know in mm-hmm. your you know you got any open mics going on
1: oh uh, yeah uh my socials oh, I just have instagram is this is underscore dj tv and then i do have uh two show i'm um, i do have two shows coming up one mm-hmm. over at the well in bakersfield california uh it's november 26th where we on the laughs and then december 2nd i'm celebrating uh cmac productions birthday I'm be on that show as well. That's December 2nd over at 1933 in Bakersfield, California. All right.
0: Yeah. E. Go ahead and bring that up again too when we get back on here. So mm-hmm. you know people will know to come out and support and watch some actual comedians and see how you rock. But yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Um, if you made it to the end of this podcast, man, we appreciate you. Thank you for for listening to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. We're out of here, man.
2: Peace.